What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. You got, a, you got a lot going on here with your ensemble. What do you mean? You, you're pimping you mean a that lot I'm of wearing, products. You mean I'm wearing the new Oreo Gasm shirt? You can mm. get at districtlines.com slash Game Over Greggy? You, you are wearing that. You're also wearing a lot of grease from Portillo's. The Portillo's. The Portillo's the My birthday, ladies and gentlemen, is this Sunday. If you're watching so the YouTube videos, it's already come and gone. I'm a year older and you didn't know. And so my dad from Chicago sent me Portillo's. It was the Italian beef package. Usually we get hot dogs. You've had them here before. The beef package worked out. It, were, it, it was worked well. legit. It was excellent as Portillo's always is. I think that the Portillo's mail order beef is restaurant quality whereas the hot dogs i think dip down a little bit what is this going to accomplish i brought the, i am covered in gravy though from the beefs that i was making i'm like shout it out I, I, yeah mm-hmm. i got the shout wipes here so i was stirring the sauce the gravy it was getting kicked up and i got all over my new oreo gasm shirt that i can just go buy another one at a reasonable price at districtlines.com slash game over greggy along with a slew of other shirts including sean finnegan likes hiking game over greggy and the Nick scarpino, scarpino shadow boxing association, association. Established 1996. Also, there's the Colin for President shirt. Another fave. That's a staple. That's a classic. It's one of the founders of the the Game Over Greggy District Line shop. That's not doing anything. It's working, (laughs) maybe. So for those of you at home that are actually listening to this, thank you awesomely for for buying the podcast and supporting the show. Greg's actually taken the world's smallest shout wipe, and he's bathing his entire front body. It's how many spots of gravy I got on me. And we're not looking for a a fix here. Mm. We're just looking... Sorry, Portillo. We're just looking. Portillo is You're not even mortified. hitting it. You're, you're like missing it completely. You're not even looking at the I spots. I got tits to look <laughs> over. It's hard to see past <laughs> them. What do like, you want? Well, what would Linda say about this? I don't know. We're going to have to talk. We're going to touch base Ooh, with Linda. We should call Linda and tell her thanks. For okay. Uh, of course, then, the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Hello. How you doing? Morgan. How'd How you, you like your beef? It was great. I had two sandwiches. I was just thinking I, I got something on my shirt, too, so I, I changed into my FBI oh, shirt, uh, which is all faded. Uh, Quantico shirt. And uh, I'm fat as fucking it. You used to be skinny as fucking it. Yeah, it's uh, revealing. It is. Yeah, it doesn't. It, they don't call them tights for nothing. <laughs> Here we go. That looks Another good. One. I'm just I'm joshing you, as they say. Joshing. Joshing. Now that was your first Italian beef from Portillo's. Yeah. Ooh. How'd that stack up? It was great. The uh, the hot peppers remind me a lot mm-hmm. of New York, and uh, I enjoy that. I prefer the hot dogs, but um, I'm excited. This is great. I mean, this is great. It's a lot of food. You're See, coming I prefer to- this combo. I prefer the hot dog in the beef. No, that's not a hot dog. That's a Maxwell Street Polish well, sausage. I'm, I'm down with that. You ever hear this? Imagine the sandwich you just had, except it's the bun, or the, you know, it's Italian bread. Mm. Then a Polish sausage in there. Then the beef covering that. Then your peppers, your cheese, whatever you want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. what you're going to VidCon down in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. You're going to the gonna go Park. Th- we're gonna go see the Mighty Ducks. I hope so. <laughs> like the kids? Nope. The the hockey. No, team. no, I don't care about that. No, I don't okay. them. And then, of course, rounding out the trio of people that aren't me. <laughs> you like save. that? Good save. I the like pure, that. <laughs> that's what I wanted you to say. That's what I planned. <laughs> the pure one. Tim Geddes. Hello. Let Tim host. What are yeah. you doing? No more hashtags? No, oh, we're, we're hashtagging. Hashtag let's post. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. If you didn't know, every week, four best friends gather around this table, each bringing a random topic to discuss for your amusement. If you like that, you should like the video, subscribe to the series over on GameOverGreggy.com. It goes up one by one, topic by topic, every day. Until finally on Friday, the whole show posts one giant video. But if you don't want to wait that long for the entire show, I have great news for you. A week earlier, on Friday, the MP3 posts at GameOverGreggy.BandCamp.com. And for $1, you get early access to every topic, get to listen to it, and put it on whatever device you want. Whether it be a Zune or a PSP. 
Someone is listening to it on a PSP. That makes me very happy. I used to, I, that was my thing before the iPhone, before I could afford the iPhone. I was big on that PSP being my MP3 player. Had it in the really? car, had an adapter. Had you, might well, you, might well car- you might as well carry a, C- a portable CD player around with you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I was excited. I, like, I had, I had one of the, the 52 gigabyte, or me- memory, um, what do they call them? What's the little the ones? Megabytes. Uh, duo. And the megabytes, yeah, oh. the Memory Stick Pro Duo. What a terrible, terrible platform. My topic, ladies and gentlemen is piggybacking from a conversation with Colin, kind of. This has been talked about before, and I came up this weekend. Christine and I were driving around talking about death and religion and God and what happens after, if anything. And I brought up the fact of referencing a conversation with Colin when we did the Ghosts episode, which spiraled into religion and everything else, aliens. Hmm. And how if Colin said in that conversation, if aliens came to Earth, if aliens were suddenly made aware of what they were, they're, they're out there, they're doing stuff, there's life intelligent outside of us, that religion, Colin said, would collapse. That'd be the end of it. It would prove everything wrong. But I want to know, if aliens show up tomorrow, peacefully, even if they just send a signal, we, I don't know if you saw this, you, you're one of these science nerds, they're blowing the top off a mountain in Chile to put a... Uh, giant telescope on that'll be able to see outside of our solar system and get actual like up to close with other planets and stuff so like that was kind of where this all came from like if they find something even that way they find another civilization with things happening on it what does that mean for the world we live in that's what i want to know i mean i think the, the first question is are they nice or are they not nice? they are nice they if they oh. come here they're so totally they're chill. nice so like vulcans no. it, well if they come how here, would you know that if they come here they're totally chill well i mean they're not they're not they're not going independence day immediately we don't know I'm not worried about I'm not worried about them in this situation. It's not like falling skies. More like contact, right? And not like not like falling skies. Except in the in the contact, nobody believes her. And he's got to wait for it's the next like, thing. It's more like That's first true. contact, where the Vulcans come. Star Trek, mm. the Vulcans come, and everyone's like, "Well, that That's cool." Care. And then they give us technology, and then we it it, it, it you know catapults us into oh is that how space we is that how we all started? Yeah, the first contact is about like what? It's like a pre. So Star Trek Seven, I think it was, uh, was the first movie they did with the new the next generation cast that was like Captain Picard, which is uh, also known as Professor Xavier, old Professor Xavier. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Cromwell was in it. Great cast, Alfred Woodard. Um, in that movie, it was about the Borg going back to stop first contact, which was the first time we, uh, if I'm getting this correct, uh, mastered that the propulsion system that would propel us out into deep space and we did a test run as a vulcan ship was passing and the vulcans have a um they have a methodology of contacting planets for the first time that have uh, achieved warp drive yeah so the only if, if a civilization has progressed to the point where they've achieved warp drive and they go okay it's time for first contact so because of that one instance the borg went back and wanted to stop it thus stopping us from ever stopping them in the future because gotcha. we would never have achieved all the technology that went into developing that from the Vulcans. so many paradoxes i love how many we's and us's were in what you just said the humans i know but it just i still I just hold like. i still think we are actually in star trek mm-hmm. good like it hasn't happened yet 50 years from now we will achieve warp drive and the Vulcans will come. We can't even get to Mars. I actually, I to, actually, we're getting to Mars. We got to Mars. We're, we're going suicide, Mars. suicide mission. Yeah, we'll see if they make it. Uh, I actually, I agree with you in the sense that we're not as far away as you think from a, like a lot of amazing technological advancements Calm. in space travel. Let me ask you. Yeah. If we decided to do away with all the money we spent on the defense budget mm. and just put that towards space travel, how far do you think we'd go in the oh, next 10 years? An amazing amount of money. I mean, I, I always think about in, in, in terms of this, when you think about Mercury and then especially Apollo and Gemini, all these like early NASA missions, we spent an enormous amount of money on them, like an enormous amount of money on them, and we went to the moon, right? Like, right. If we just kept doing that, like kept spending money and that we cared, we had a whole generation of people that cared, like our parents We'd be cared, living on the moon we, right we, now. We would, we would be like 
I'd be buying a condo on the moon. It would be it would be an, an amazing thing. Like we we went to we went to the moon with the processing power, like the computing processing power of a fucking calculator. You know what I mean? Like yeah. mm-hmm. that's how smart we were and how smart our engineers were and how cool everything was. Mm-hmm. Now we have amazing computers and technology and all this kind of stuff. The internet, like all these things that didn't exist before about allowing different kinds of communication. We can't even go to the Mars. But it's not that we can't go to Mars, that we have not enough money to go to Mars. Like the, we only spend like what, seventeen billion dollars a year on NASA. Nothing. Only. That's nothing. <laughs> I know. You know, like know. We, we pay the Russians to bring our astronauts up to the space. We don't even have the space shuttle anymore. So That's like sad. you know and we're building a replacement for it, but so, Craig, I guess yeah. to answer your question, that's what I would be most excited about, right? If, if we were like, okay, once we get over the mass hysteria and the complete and total breakdown of society as we know it, I would look forward to that knowledge share. But right? you're skipping the point of what I'm saying. I want to know. I don't give a shit what you think. Oh, I want to no, know that's what, what you think is going to happen. What I'm saying is going to happen. I think there would be pandemonium, yeah. mass hysteria, basically the end of Ghostbusters. Okay. Right. Dogs and cats living together. Dogs and cats living together. Uh, and then eventually when they didn't just destroy all of our... I mean, because you know, you know, the old theory that, like, anytime another, a, a more advanced civilization comes to a, a less advanced civilization, they tend to just decimate them. Yeah, yeah. the Europeans do that, you yeah. know, everywhere. Um, so if they didn't do that, I think everyone would probably calm down, and then I think it would catapult us into an un- like an unprecedented era mm. in human existence. So do you think, I mean, when, like, it, when they pop style. off, do you think it's just riots in every major city? Does anybody give them a chance? What's happening? I think it's like, mass, I think it would be insane. I think it would be like mass suicides. Like, I think it would be Jesus. like, hmm. I mean, I think, I don't think as a, I mean, I don't think as a civilization we're even anywhere close to, you know, what, what is the old saying that a human is smart? Humans, I think it was from Men in Black, where he's like, "One human What's is smart." What's the old saying? What's the old saying from <laughs> Men in Black? Like, I, got, I always miss <laughs> the my, classic Tommy mix, Lee Jones film. You know, I mix my classic reading with basically every movie that I've ever seen since. But yeah, he has that great line in that movie where he says, "He's like, you know, Will Smith says, why not just tell everyone?'" And he goes, oh, yeah. "He's like, people are smart." And he goes, "No, a person's smart. People are stupid mm. together." And it's true because people yeah. get together and mass hysteria. And no one knows information. And we all want information, so we then start. Just sort of picking at each other and, and buying into the fear, right? And so I think that would definitely happen, no doubt. What are you? Are you looking it up now? Looking up Mars? What are you doing on your phone? I'm prepping You're to call gonna, Linda. Are you gonna call Linda? Yeah. Don't but call Linda. Leave her alone. I want to say hello. Thanks. Sake. Tim, what do you got for me? What would well, happen? I was just wondering if. Well, to answer your question, I, I think that things would just get real bad. We'd right. be scared and we'd try to fight them instantly. And we'd I fight. Th- you think? Yeah. That's the first I, I step? think that. I think that. That's what happened in Independence Day. Yeah. No, we didn't. In yeah, Indep- it is. We instigated that fight. In Independence Day, we go up with the lights. And we're like, what's up? Boom, yeah, because boom, but that's what boom, I'm saying. Like, boom, you don't... Boom. You're, like, confronting them. Like, like that's not a communication. That doesn't mean make any... What they did didn't even make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, they're attacking us with light. Like, like that's what I'm saying. In Independence like, Day... We were scared of them. And then we We made a mind link with them when we learned they were there to destroy us. They were locusts. Well, they, were, they weren't there to nice, they'd be nice people. It was obvious way. that they weren't there in a nice way. Since they had massive ships that were yeah, like over scary. every city. Looming over You're supposed to just walk up to them and say the universal greeting. What's the universal greeting? What's that from? Transformers. I hate it you. It is the universal I greeting. Just hate you. How is it the Don't universal? go all witwicky on me right now. <laughs> okay. No. Are you ladies man 69? Whatever he tells <laughs> me. I bought it off of eBay. I got it on eBay. That's still the best the best line in any of the Transformers movies. So what do you think happens? I, I think it'd just get really bad. I think that publicly, you know, the media would be like, oh, try to keep it cool. And like, oh, these guys are cool. But then, like, the governments would just be like, fuck these guys. And they'd start fights. And then, then the aliens would be upset and they'd attack. Yeah. See, what I want to know is, what if the aliens aren't crazy looking and aren't anything? They're just 
they look like humans, totally seem like humans. I feel See, like now that, that's really interesting. If that happens, that I think flies in the face of Colin's theory of religion breaking down over it. Because, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, your thought here is that the you know Bible says like God created us in His image. So when aliens show up that are totally not in our image, that would be like for most people like the, I guess this was wrong. And then the way I was describing it to Christine, right, would be that there'd be this breakdown of people who'd been on the fence or have like you know doubts or whatever, or like you know. They don't know if this religion's right or whatever. This would happen, and they would be like, "Well, this is clearly not what it is." And the religious right would s- snap so far back that it would look like you were a hillbilly or uninformed to be denying this mm. fact right in front of you. See, head. I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly because I feel like the power of religion is that they can just shift. They can just pivot, right? So if that happened, suddenly, you know, you have religions like the fringe religions, like um, I guess like, like Scientology, right? Which would just oh, we discovered another book. That talks about this, right? And then, but that, after, I mean, that's the fringe ten, religion. Yeah, but after like five generations, right? Like when we've been living with these people for so long, these aliens for so long that look like us, then all of a sudden it's just it just becomes a part of the religion. Because I think at the, at the core, a lot of people believe in religion. Not because they don't take the word; it's not the word that they take. It's the, just the spirit and the meaning behind it. And so, if we can somehow incorporate that sort of acceptance of those new people into it, I think religion will continue to flourish. Well, see, I think it would evolve, maybe change into something else. I'm sure these things coming here have their own ideology, mm-hmm. something else they've been raised with. Unless they look exactly like us. If they, exactly- if they look li- exactly like us, that's going to be the what mind fuck of so, yeah. everyone being like, Here's holy my shit. Thing. I would accept them immediately if they got off and the first thing they said was, we're back. And they just looked at Tim. <laughs> what? You know what, I mean? what? Like, if they had a sense of humor about it, what? they were just like, I'm just fucking with you guys. I look, we look like each other. Let's yeah. hang out. Let's get started. See, that's what, the, that's what I want to know. I, I was thinking about this. What if the, what if we found aliens and yeah. they were just humans? I feel like... Like Kryptonians. We wouldn't accept that. We'd be like, no, you guys are different. There's something different about I you. Would, and then we'd dissect them and oh, try yeah. to figure out, oh, try yeah. to, do you have superpowers? Do you have everything? And I feel like forever we'd just be like See, talking to them, trying to figure out what's different about them. I mean, how dis- how fundamentally disappointing is it going to be if a human alien, a humanoid alien shows up, looks like us, and doesn't have superpowers? Like, we are setting that poor alien up for just a ton of failure. We're just setting him up. He's going to land and be like, there's a fire over there. Yeah, but what, like, if, what the hell? What do you want me to do about that? What if there is a difference? Some water, splashing in with oil tropes, like that. But like, what if? What if they look like us? Everything seems the same, and then we just find one really random difference. That no belly button anything. or something. No belly button, or they don't poop. Yeah, like, yeah. How weird would it be if there's? You look like me, but you don't poop. My luck, it would be they have just way bigger penises than all of us. Just enormous ones. Yeah. What if they got off the? What if they get off though, and they have what if they the Bible? Off? Same book, God has spoken to them, and like all this oh, stuff. And see, that would be. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that'd that's be crazy. That'd be that'd be crazy. So, so I think we're ignoring a few. Or they get it, off in their Scientologists. We're, like, we're, we're ignoring a few interesting things. I think first of all, I mean, a lot of people have talked about this in the past. Like really smart people have theorized about this. Carl Sagan, who we've talked about many times on the show, is one of those people. Um, a lot of people, and I actually agree with this particular premise, think that if the aliens came here or contacted us, it is not for friendly reasons. There's no reason for them to do that. And But uh, other people argue that there's no reason for them to be hostile. Like, But I think that the Independence Day thing of like coming, or even Signs thing of coming to the planet because there's something there you want, I think is actually somewhat reasonable. But because of the ever-expanding nature of the universe and how big it is, and the fact that it's like no one's probably ever going to find us. Well, the, I mean, like... Play that, play that in reverse, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we are the dominant species. We go discover some other planet yeah. where there is life. Of course, what's the next thing we're going to do? Exploit oh, a resource. It. Let's exploit it, yeah. right? It's just I think I think that there's absolutely life out there. I think there's absolutely intelligent life out there. I think that's just mathematically it's impossible for there not to be. 
um, I think there's quite a bit of it. You know, and we've talked about that. You know, the you know all the the math and the formulas and stuff. The and string theory. Yeah, the string theory. Sorry, um, but yeah. I, I, I think so. If the if we got contacted by aliens, I don't think the premise could be friendly. I don't. I think at the most it would be neutral, because they don't necessarily know us or understand us unless they've been. You know, it's like they've been studying us for a while. Which there's just no reason for them to do any of this shit, unless they're just curious, right? Like so, and that's possible. They're scientists. Yeah, well, they're I mean, obviously curious, they're obviously though? like. Well, if they've this is the thing is like they are to get to like cross. Let's assume it's not intergalactic. Let's assume it's within our galaxy. Mm-hmm. That's like still interstellar travel is like it's impossible for us. Like we we couldn't even fathom it. You need light travel to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like in any reasonable amount of time. Like I've said to reach you know Alpha Centauri or whatever close stars around us. It's four years at light speed. You know, for us like it takes us nine months to go to Mars. You know, like that's a joke. So like like for them to be able to get here in a reasonable amount of time and stuff, they have to be fucking way smart. And that's why I think like why would they be curious? Who the fuck cares? You know, like they're like so, so much you think smarter. They, they than would us. be so much smarter than us. It would be like if we discovered a small colony of like just random wild portillos running out there. You'd be like, "That's oh cute." God. Yeah, they'd be like, "What the hell is going on here?" Like, it's it reminds me a lot of Mass Effect in, in the sense that like the in the Mass Effect lore, it's like the Protheans, right, are like the the ancient race that is like really smart, and we get the mass like the mass relays from them and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and figure out how to travel through space. But they know we're there, and when they leave us alone, and they watch our evolution, right? Like they don't want to interfere. And that's possible, too. I just think, you know, in terms of, like, the ramifications, good or bad, like, everything's... Like, that is the biggest... The second... The day that they go... Like, that the nations of the world get on TV or whatever, and, and the UN or whatever, and they're like, we have we have contacted aliens. Like, we they're here, or, like, we know where they are, or they've communicated with us. It's the biggest event ever that's ever happened oh, yeah. on this Human planet. History. Ever. In, in history. Like, biggest since the event. rise of life on this planet, like, that changes everything... You know everything. Yeah, and uh, I hope that that happens. Like, I, I, even if it was fucking cataclysmic, I want to see it. When I, I, I think it would be like right. I never thought much about this as much as I read comic books and love that lore. Right, the fact that if Superman showed up tomorrow, and this is the other thing too is like we we're so familiar with Superman and everything. Right, we don't even think it's weird that he's this alien strange visitor from another planet. Right, but in Smallville season eleven, the comic book. They deal with other aliens and magic and all this stuff starts happening in their universe. So, you know, Clark has to make the choice that, you know, people are down on aliens and all this stuff. So he has to come out and say he's an alien publicly. Right. And that was like the first time I ever really thought about how monumental it would be for somebody to do that, let alone Mm -hmm. these people come from the sky and do all that stuff. I don't I think it would be you're talking about I think it would totally be cataclysmic right because so many people would flip out and think that it's the end of the world they'd go and raid everything and riot everywhere and then what do you do yeah that reminds me of a recently there was a reddit thread um, and there was some podcast that I was listening to that talked about it I don't remember which one it was Game Over Great Show you can get it on Game Over Great at Bandcamp.com every Friday for one dollar it comes up on YouTube the rest of the week excellent it was talking about aliens come cataclysm everyone like kills themselves or gets killed all this crazy shit then the aliens are just left with earth What's the weirdest thing they find? Like, what's the weirdest thing to them? And uh, the the number one answer was zoos. Like, you know, people kept saying dildos and all this stuff, but they wouldn't know what the hell that is. But, like, zoos. How funny is zoos? Because why are some animals caged and other animals aren't? It's like, that's weird. Yeah, they, it, would, it would be a... I think it would be a look into our own culture and our own society that we think we can... We, we hold these animals and st- just look at them. So you think they'd be more freaked out? You think they'd be more weirded out by zoos or just... The sheer amount of time human beings dedicate to internet porn. Like, they would look at the internet and go, I don't understand how every single letter I type in brings up something disgusting in yeah. the autofill. 
So I like the idea that I'll, they come and they kill all of us and then they just go on the internet. Yeah, exactly. I love that idea that they go and they're they're looking. Oh, I wonder what they're searching. Well, we conquered this planet. Let's see what this. Well, because you know was they would about. eventually like tie into our computers to some degree, and they were like, oh, and then they would run the analytics because these are incredibly smart aliens, and they would be like, wow, a staggering amount of people searched for fetish porn, just an and just an insane amount of people. See, I wonder what the first porn aliens would search for would be, like when they're interested, they want they want to see this new human porn. Like what? What do they type into the search? They probably just type sex, right? Or like or whatever. Have whatever, they mind like with us? They know how to speak our language and what they're looking. I'm for assuming at this point that, that they can learn English if they've traveled sure, all. Sure, like, sure, what sure, is sure, it? Sure. Four light years at least. Yeah, I mean, they could have. It could be thousands of light years. I mean, I just at that time they probably were like, let's pick up a dictionary. I just. I, <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got the Rosetta Stone? <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm most curious about. I mean, think about it this way. This is what I'm always most curious about. Contact. You know, when Carl Sagan told that story in the '80s and. It was a fascinating thing because his whole theory was, you know, the first the first signal we ever transmitted that was strong enough was from the the Munich Olympics, and mm-hmm. so it was Hitler, nineteen thirty six, going into space, and then it was reached by, you know, or received by a, a you know a, cult, a culture on another planet, and then sent back to us like in, encrypted with math, right? And what I'm always fascinated about is because of the nature of of space travel and light speed and stuff like that, and like that radio waves, for instance, travel at the speed of light, is someone some species out there 40 light years away might actually know we're here and there's just no way they can tell us that they know or like mm. like until that would be trippy right like right. and i right. i kind of feel like you know at, like as we go on every day that becomes more and more possible as like all of our the, the evidence of our existence is just beaming off this planet now, do right? you think like, what, what do you come down on the whole area 51 like aliens discovered all that stuff oh like lasers and and jet jet like jet engines and shit like, like that. so that's so, what a lot of people think is like all that techno post-war technology is from aliens well, I mean that's that's the popular theory in my brain. So, but what, <laughs> where did people? You know how when we think alien, you guys all have a, an image in your mind of what an alien looks like. It's going to be weird. Yeah, the almond eyes, the giant almond eyes, yes. green dude. Gray. Okay. Where the fuck's that come from? Uh, a lot of people have seen them. Yeah, I think or that was a common description, like a fire in the sky, like aliens. Right. But also, like that's what scientists think that, like you know, like it's happening to us. Like our heads are becoming bigger. You know, we're becoming taller and more slender. Greener. It's because like it's it's just because like they. You know, like like you would think, like an like an alien that's really smart doesn't need physical power. They'll make robots or can use their minds or telekinesis or like whatever. You know, like that's the idea. Oh, it's it's the, like the smarter you become, so their eyes need to be like their auto sensory kind of things need to be big, like their mm-hmm. eyes. They don't need muscles. I would still work. You know, out. like I love that Colin just broke this down. My bullshit ass comment as like a real legit scientific. But thing. it is. I mean, that's why people think like you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way. I mean, I, I, Falling Skies is a silly show, but I, what I like about them is that they had like the the real aliens are like little fucking pieces of shit. You know, like they're like it's they, <laughs> they have like these, they have like these in, they, these like bug like creatures that are like like they, they think are the aliens. They don't even know that they have like other types of alien like real like the real aliens, right? That like aren't even have nothing to do with what's going on because they don't need to. You know, like it's yeah. their their whole thing is like just go do. Makes sense to me. For us. Makes sense. I would still do. I would still do dips though. Wait, something you End said a day. second ago that I I did dip, not know about. It. We you sent off a message and got it. math back. No, no, no. It, that was contact. in contact. Carl we Sagan. Off, oh, it's a movie. Yeah, we sent in a book, and we sent oh, okay. off. We okay. sent off the signal, and but so like, when, and when they got it though in space, they beamed it back with an encryption gotcha. that we would then have to decode. Okay. I thought but, I missed that in real life, and I was like, what? Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, that would be insane. I mean, that it was on Reddit yesterday. You missed it. <laughs> um, that's that's the craziest part though, because that you flip that switch, it would be terrifying. If we just got a signal, which I assume is why a lot of the stuff, if if we have had contact, has been covered up, because how terrifying is it to think that people can reach us, but we can't reach them, like that they know we're here, that they're aware of us, 
and they're coming. What would you send out, yeah, Nick? Yeah. If someone, if aliens sent you something, you're like, oh shit, we just got this in the mail. What are we send them back? What would you send them back? Internet porn. A riddle. A riddle. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like they're just as like scared of us as we are. Not scared, but like, like, we like, have like, no like idea a, what the hell they're doing. Like a Batman riddle, or he's got to solve the Riddler's riddle. Yeah. Riddle me this, alien. There's a what's tall? It has two eyes. I don't know. Humans. <laughs> what's the answer to that one? No one cares. It's it's interesting. <laughs> to th- it's interesting to think about it in terms like what what Tim was saying. Like if if aliens, you know, they they they're like just getting radio transmissions. They're not intentionally sending them anything. They're just receiving it all because they're just being sent out into space. Like Kesha. And like they yeah, so they get Kesha or they like get like all of the family, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, like we don't know what this is, but they're like, all right, well, we know where they are. Let's go. You know, but they only travel at one light year a year. Like they travel like they get to travel or maybe just right sublight. You know, because physically you're not supposed to be able to travel at light speed. It's not, it's not supposed to be possible, right? So like let's say that's actually true, and they have to travel at sublight speed, and they, so it takes them uh, forty years to get here. But they're coming. You know, right? They're like they're and, and they're just on route. They're gonna they, be really hungry when they get yeah, here, yeah. and they're on route, and they're just they're, they're just doing. Gonna be maybe, upset. There's no more all in the family. Maybe they're cryo frozen or something like that. Yeah. There's an interesting. Uh, and well, like, I guess what I'm saying is it reminds me of Armageddon or Deep Impact, which are silly movies. But the whole premise was like you have 18 months, this a, this you know or like 12 months, right? Or like this asteroid's going to hit the Earth. What are you going to do about it? You know, and it's the same thing. Like, what if we knew? Like, what if they beamed us eventually? And we're like, we're coming. And like we don't know if it's just good or bad. That, just we're coming, you know. Or like we we under, <laughs> we somehow understand science, like something happens where we know like we have ten years. It took him six to years fi- with the Rosetta Stone. Figure this. I like to figure. Like it, we don't even know if we have to protect ourselves. That'd be terrifying. But like maybe we have to. I, I think it's fascinating, and, and it's it's you know I, it, I don't know. I, I I like that kind of that kind of theoretical um, argument because it's. It's very interesting. You yeah. Know? Like, just, we, there's just, to be honest with you, there's nothing we can do. If, like, if you can travel from, that's what I'm saying. If you could travel from another planet to here, don't even bother because, like, they have, they will fucking murder you. They're going to you know? kill you. Like, or you're going to wind up on a, di- like, a dissecting table, dissection table. They're going to kill you. If you, if they know you're coming, their, their military forces are going to mount and they're just going to kidnap you and you're going to be in some random alien area 51 getting sliced from soup to nuts. Yeah. You know? to, to soup to nuts? Soup to, that's an old saying. An old I don't know the soup part. Sorry. Soup to, soup soup to nuts is a like an old, isn't it? Like an old, uh, like, like early twentieth century. Yeah. Like, like your, your hole is your soup. No, it's like I think there's like a, a diner's called soup to nuts and stuff. It's just an old saying. I don't All know right. exactly. I don't know what it really means. Yeah. Stem to stern cool is what I there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I and and to them to them apologize. like our nuclear weapons and our fighter jets and stuff are probably gonna be so quaint. They'll be like, we don't use nuclear weapons. We don't need them. You know. We use telekinesis or, oh, yeah. you know, like something like just lasers, things you can't see. We use x-rays, like, you know, something like totally crazy. Like it's, it's like, to me, that's like totally fascinating. They might not even intuitive, like they probably intuitively understand nuclear power for power. Right. And they understand that it was probably destructive. Um, it's, it, again, it goes back to Mass Effect. I always thought it was, that story was brilliant because there's, they touch on all these little things. The Krogan's destroyed themselves destroyed their whole population because they used nuclear bombs like that's the whole their whole story is about how they fucked everything up for themselves you Mm -hmm. know and like so there's probably species like that maybe we'll be one of those species what if they had properties that were immune to like nuclear stuff and we had properties that are immune to their stupid telekinesis stuff so we couldn't even fight each other it could be it could be there's, they don't even use the parts of the brain we're able to move with our telekinesis. Yeah. There's a fascinating. I think it was Harry Turtledove they killed he, it with their beef. He's a he's a he's an alternate history writer. He's a, 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 writes like really interesting books, but they're you know whatever. And I think it was him. He there was a story about aliens that come to Earth in like 1100, and they build just, a pyramid and, and they observe what's going on here. 
and they see us on like it's the Crusades or whatever. And they see us on horseback with broadswords and armor and stuff. And they're like, we're gonna fuck these guys up. They go back. They go, but it, they it takes them hundreds of years to get back and forth from where they come from to where they you know. So they um, travel back to their planet to let their people know like what's going on. And this is the these situation. guys only got swords and horses. Yeah, and they and they're used to slow evolution. They don't understand like how quickly we're evolving on the planet. They come back in the 1900s. And everybody bring your biggest and, rock. We got them. And so like, <laughs> and so we have like nuclear. But I, I, I think the story is that they come back during World War II. Um, and like, that's cool. Oh, and like the Nazis and the Russians and the Americans and everyone just like actually have to join forces to fight the aliens. That'd be cool. Uh, but like the aliens didn't expect mm. that we were going to be able to like fight them more effectively. That would oh, suck. And I always thought that that was a fascinating. That's really funny. Someone got fired. Fun. One of the aliens got fired that day. Like, <laughs> you said they just got horses. <laughs> yeah, that's messed up. Yeah. Side note: vastly prefer the solution to the problem in Armageddon as opposed to Deep Impact. Specifically because Bruce Willis is going to the... 100%. Ashford? 100%. But the waters receded. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was That's really a terrible good. Morgan Freeman. That was the best. <laughs> that was the, the waters receded. <laughs> why, is he, why is he talking <laughs> about that chicken? Why is your face so hey, red? You know what? When you find an expert mimic, you don't ask why he does what he does when he has That's his crap. If I close my but eyes... the waters... Receipt it. It's like we're we're like in Shawshank Redemption right now. I remember making my dad to bring me this. Deep, if you guys remember correctly, Deep Impact and Armageddon came out like a month apart. They were right, and, there. and, and like and it was in 1998. I was in eighth grade, and uh, I remember my making my dad take me to both of them. And I remember my like during Deep Impact. I remember my dad was just I think looked at me at one point. He was like. <laughs> Did you see? He opens, <laughs> he opens a book because <laughs> it was like, the I same movie. Yeah, right? they are. They are the Except same. Except one movie. had a really, really good way of dealing with the giant thing that was going to hit our planet, and the other one just let it hit the planet. Deep, Deep Impact <laughs> was more. Deep Impact is more morbid, which I yeah. liked. I liked how it was like they accidentally found it by like a the kid found the asteroid in an astronomy club, and I thought, and and the asteroid does hit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, oh, I, I like that. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. I thought, I thought Taylor Leone goes out there with her dad, just takes it. Suddenly, Mexico becomes like a superpower. Because we can't use our entire like lower half of our United States, so we have to all go to Mexico, and they're like, "Well, we'll take you, but you have to erase all the national debt or like any debt we owe." It's messed up. But the water receipt. This really is good. It's not bad. Andy Dufresne was my best friend. <laughs> well, the hat's gone now. Oh, all right, that was good. Colin, yeah. What's your topic? Um. So, in political circles, uh, the last week, uh, this. Princeton study has been making the rounds. I just wanted to bounce it off of you guys. Princeton obviously is an Ivy League school. Oh. Uh, very good school. And they had uh, a study by their political scientists that they released. Um, and it's been everywhere. I've seen it. I've seen this study like everywhere, even on non-political um, websites. Um, and the study is called Testing Theories of American Politics, Elites, Interest Groups, and Average Citizens. But I'm not going to actually read you the study because it's long and boring. Uh, what it basically says, this is from Talking Points Memo. Um, this is what the study says, in short. It says, a new study from Princeton spells bad news for American democracy, namely that it no longer exists. Dun, dun, dun. Asking who really rules, researchers Martin Gillens and Benjamin I. Page argue that over the past few decades, America's political system has slowly transformed from a democracy into an oligarchy where wealthy elites wield most power. Using data drawn from over 1,800 different policy initiatives from 1981 to 2002, the two conclude that rich, well-connected individuals on the political scene now steer the direction of the country regardless of or even against the will of the majority of voters. Uh, quote, the central point that emerges from our research is that economic elites and organized groups representing business interests have substantial independent impacts on U.S. government policy, while mass-based interest groups and average citizens have little or no independent influence. 
Um, so uh, just in case people don't know what an oligarchy is, uh, an oligarchy basically is um, a small group of people that run everything. I mean, that is what it literally means. And, and, and technically, an oligarchy can be a monarchy or, in our case, a republic. Uh, monarchy, of course, means different things. But on Wikipedia, an oligarchy, uh, meaning few to rule or command, is a form of power structure in which power effectively rests with a small number of people. Though These people can be distinguished by royalty, wealth, family ties, education, corporate, or military control. So that's basically every, like, so basically wealth would be ours. Um, and we live in a republic, technically, which uh, our, their definition of a republic is a state in which supreme power is held by the people and their elected representatives, and which has an elected or nominated president rather than a monarch. Um, we don't technically live in a democracy. A democracy is a system of government by the whole population or the eligible members of a state, typically through elected representatives. Um, so it's a little different. Anyway, I was curious like what you guys thought of that and if you thought it was true. I agree. Um, and what we could do about it. That's my uh, question. If you think what, it is true. What do you think is going to happen with this? I think it's, isn't it undoubtedly true? Like this is the same thing. I mean, I'm, you know, you are my main conduit through which I talk politics. Even if you weren't in here feeding me your lies in my ear. This is what I've been saying for years, even on just my cursatory glance at politics and keeping up with what's happening, right? Just the every, you know, all these power packs you have and all these uh, lobbyists and everything else. And even before you get into like the dramatization, right, of House of Cards or something like that, like, you know, these stories aren't hard to find, right? And these horrible people who are always in power that always end up being corrupt assholes. Yeet. Leland Yee. Leland Yee. Representing San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I mean, I totally think it's true and I don't think anything will change. That's how, I mean, I'm, I, we've talked about this before. I'm super jaded about all this, right? Like, I think the political system's totally fucked, and I don't think there's any, it's not going to get better anytime soon. Yeah. If Obama yeah, couldn't fix it, no one can. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> shit about any of this, but, like, to me, that's, that's what it seems like. That's what politics seems like to me in general. But, I mean, it just seems it, like a couple dudes making decisions that a lot of people are upset about, and no one's really doing shit about, and there's some people are just really mad. Admittedly, I derive most of my knowledge of modern politics from the show Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I think, Art of War. all kidding aside, that's generally, I've, I just really feel how it, how it works, right? He who has the most amount of power and influence generally sets the tone and sets the, sets the agenda, right? I think my only, the only thing I can do to combat that is be... Dragons. Shadowboxing. You know, Shadowboxing helps with the anxiety and the glutes. The only thing I can think to really do for that is if you can't beat them, join them, right? Like just be as successful as possible. My goal in life is to strike it rich writing tween novels. That's what I want to do. You're not going to write a tween novel. Billions of dollars. Can you imagine a Billions Nick of Scarpino tween novel? Like, I would like, love it. What's you your pen name? wouldn't do it. It would be nasty. Are you gonna go by Nicholas? I'll go by Nick Scarpino. You got to go by Nicholas for it. No, no, no. Brand 14 uniformity, year old. Greg. Brand uniformity. So. Nicholas Michael Scarpino? Is that better? No, Nicholas Scarpino. N.M. Scarpino. N.M. Scarpino. Or, or N. What, what's your name? N.N. Scarpino? Your, your name is what? Michael. Michael. N.N. Michael. Michael Scarpino. N. Michael Scarpino. I hate that kind of shit. Like, oh, it's I like, like that. The that's first good. initial Call and then the middle really name good. and then the last name. N. Michael Scarpino. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Scarpino is not writing a novel a 14 really? year old wants to read. A 14 year old girl. The idea of Nick writing novels for 14 year old girls is the Genius, best. right? Yeah, Genius. what would it be called? What would it be called? Yeah. I don't know. Some mixture of like vampires and young girls. 
vampires and young girls. How about a, how, how about title. Babysitters Club but with vampires instead of <laughs> normal? People. These are all girls. great. At, we should stop recording this because someone's going to steal the genius ideas that are coming out from this day. It's the, what it's would the, your kids? What would your tween book be about? Well, no, I'm, I'm, we're not working about me. We're worrying about you. I, the series should be called Vamp in the Night Away. <laughs> And it's about an improv vampire who's trying to change his ways, but he can't and he until just... he meets Lucille Tidwell, a 13-year-old young and upcoming improv actress. At 13, now she's doing the circus. Well, that's, that's how you get to connect with as the tweens. And then he murders her. It's a love that can never I think be. you just need all you need is unrequited love, right? Yeah. All you need is all you need is that ridiculous love that you had when you you thought you had when you were in high school. If you could just capture that into a book and throw in a vampire, I am or a ridiculous set of circumstances by which teens have to kill each other. Mm. You're golden. We just man. put all of it together. You're golden. Oh, um, like hunger. Add a couple shades like of gray. It's, it's Hunger good. Games, but there's mythical creatures in there instead. So it's like a human has to be picked with a vampire and like a magician oh, and all these other things. And an alien. A dragon. People like dragons. And a dragon. Like dragon. I was going to say wizard, but I wanted Thank to you. do a call back to the other. Right. There are past episodes of Game of Gregory just as good as this one. They're available at bandcamp.com. Yeah. You go there. That, you search Game Over Greg. You pay him. You got all of them for one dollar, or yeah, you go yeah. watch the videos. Uh, no, to get back to the original topic, though, I mean that's it, it. It's really daunting for just us normal citizens to deal with that, right? We vote, we get out there, we we do the whole rigmarole, but really, does it have any sort of impacts? No, I don't think so. I think see. So my instinct when I read this study was, yeah, it's true. I mean, intellectually, honestly, it's we are controlled by a money delete, right? Mm-hmm. We see it. I, I tweeted about it a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm disappointed that. Um, we're so excited to elect another Clinton or another Bush, you know, like it's gonna be Hillary Clinton and Jeb Bush in 2016. That's fucking boring. You know, and that's just like the Lannisters. Exactly. It's just like the Lannisters. But then I, then I thought about it in a completely different way. And I actually settled on the other side of it for me completely that it's the people's fault that like, there's nothing stopping you from changing it. We make a lot of excuses about like how money buys influence. and, And yeah, it does. And money buys commercials and stuff like that. But if you're, you know, it says a lot about, Everyone in this country, you know, yeah, like, I mean, like, like if you don't want to vote for the person, then don't fucking vote for them. If you want to, if you want to throw your congressman out, throw them out. You know, you have every two years you can elect whoever you want. You know, yeah, if you don't want like, the status quo, then this don't goes vote back for to it. the oligarchy that the people in power with the money can just make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, but it, I don't, I don't think it's that easy because you can always find the answers. You can always d- dive deeper. It's just like the, the reason money works is because no one fucking cares. That's the only reason money works. You know, that's it. It's because like it, there's. There's, you know, there's 310, 350 million people in this country, and out of 315, maybe, and I, I, and I don't mean this as a dickhead, maybe 25 to 30 million of them have any idea what's going on, you know, like in terms of politics, then half of them are like me that are st- still ascribed to the two-party system because I do believe in, a, in one of the parties, you know, which is part of the problem for sure. But it's not that like people don't understand the importance of politics. It's that it's the same thing with history. It's like it's just not interesting because it wasn't taught properly and they don't find it interesting and they don't care you know like history to me was so fascinating but history is taught poorly right and the same thing and and politics is taught poorly too it, it's boring and it's procedural and i understand all that kind of stuff but i really blame it on apathy you know money doesn't have to buy anything you know look at a look at a football team that spends 150 million dollars on a team and they win two games last you know in a year it doesn't matter because the money didn't matter the heart mattered that if you cared mattered if you studied hard if you if you worked harder than your opponent you know what i mean like see i feel so, like so to me it's politics is the same thing it's the fucking realest game there is yeah, yeah see i just i feel like the the when people are presented with two different options they generally go with the one that's easier and the easier option is just to make more money right it's not to change the system it's just to play by the system's rules and try to capitalize off of it 
and it sucks because that's how a lot of this happens. That's how we're ha- we're at, we have this steamroll effect where like, you know, the you know inflation is just skyrocketing. Property values are ridiculous. We're headed for another bubble. It's because at the end of the day, people just want their lives to be better, and they don't want to deal with all that. The, the harder thing to do, which would be to change this completely. Ultimately, and I don't I don't even know if you can. I think most systems don't change. They either thrive or continue to thrive or they collapse. Right? Like yeah, our system might collapse. I mean. It, it's just head toward a, they I mean basically you thrive or you head toward a breaking point where mass change has to happen, but that's regardless of whether or not we make that happen. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean these if we really wanted to change it, we'd have a revolution. You know? And I don't think that that's necessary because I don't think the system's the problem. I think the people are the problem. You know, and I and, I, and that wasn't that wasn't the expected conclusion that I came to when I first read it and thought about it. And I've been like I said, this has been everywhere. This has been a big story the last few days and uh I was just thinking about it. I'm just like, no, it's our fault. It's our own fault. You know, like money's putting, you know, like, like they always say, like, I, I'm a, I'm a fucking total political junkie. Right. So like mm-hmm. I follow the cycle constantly, but it's conventional wisdom that no one tunes in until like in presidential years, right. no one tunes in until maybe the convention and more likely they, everyone really starts paying attention during the debates. Yeah. That's why Mitt Romney looked like a fucking super genius after the first debate because everyone thought he was a fucking idiot because no one paid attention. Right. They just believed whatever was being told to them in five second, ten second clips or, you know, like, and they right, actually right, right, saw right, the right, man right. and they're like, oh, okay. Like, okay, he's not a walking, talking idiot. Okay. He's not just, that was a surprise to everyone. I remember that. Like, you know, and that's like, got a good chin. And, but that says everything. That says everything, you know. That's why we always get extreme candidates or political, or very political candidates, because the politically connected or the politically involved, like me, vote in the primaries. Colin, I just need- I pick your candidate, and then you vote in the general election. You know, like, but if everyone voted in the primary, then we would have real people. I just need you to run for politics. I, I will be run your running mate. I would, I would only need to run mate if I was running for president or governor. Twenty X governor it is. So, what would our team name be? Moriarty Scarpinos. Co cocaine. <laughs> would he be cocaine co- cowboys? You'd be cane. Well, how does that work? <laughs> no, it's just you know. You'd be with us. No, I'd just drag y'all down. Yeah, but that's why it'd be fun. Okay, we're no, and we're not gonna win. No, 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 no. We just don't. I don't have a You guys one. are rabble rousers. You're just out there to shake up the system. We're just out there to meet people, network a little bit, okay. maybe run for Congress. Okay. But okay. Do, you, do you guys? I mean, do you, do you understand? What I, like, do I make sense when I say that? Because I, I do, I but like, I don't. I feel like I, I kind of just blame it on apathy. That's I, yeah, but I don't. But the problem is that there's no one there to inspire apathy to go away. You know what I mean? Like, I think Obama. Like, you know, you laugh when I said that, right? Like, he was he was the best chance, and they blew. But it's true. Like, people that I'll never forget the night he got elected. The literal hope people had. They're like, things are finally going to be different, and then nothing happened. Jay-Z made a song. What did he say? His president's black. My car is black, too. Okay, thank you. Anyways, that didn't... Nothing changed. Nothing happened. You know what I mean? And, like, so that for sure beat a lot of people down. You know what I mean? Back to where it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, when I said before, it's like only 25 million people maybe in the United States really know what's going on, right? There's not 25 million smart people. In fact, some of the, a lot of people that know what's going on are fucking stupid. You know, they're just involved. You know, and that's like all it takes. There's a fucking ton of smart people in this in this country that if they just paid a little bit more attention, just got a little more outraged, everything would change. You know, and you'd have we used to really have authentically inspirational candidates back in the day, or candidates that really spoke to people in a way that even if they lost, like it made like I really think of Barry Goldwater as one of those dudes, like a, a really like a fucking cult hero in Republican politics. You know, like he lost. He got his ass kicked. But he was like a real person, you know? Or, you know, FDR was one of those people. I don't think JFK was one of those people. I think he was a manufactured political family person. But I think but I think, I think, think FDR was absolutely one of those people. Lincoln was one of those people. Obviously, all of the founders. Where do we get off track? 
where does it all start to go south? Where it becomes that they're not real people? Probably after the war. I mean, I like we, we after the war we had Truman, who was a legacy of FDR. Then we had Eisenhower. So this is this is when it began like Dwight. Well, Dwight D, which which was he was a hero, right? So like we had him. He did his eight years. Then we had JFK, who was a Kennedy, and Kennedys are very powerful. Then we had LBJ, who was a t- Texas machine politician, right? So, and then you had Nixon, who was a career politician, govern, you know, our vice president comes from California, vice president of Eisenhower runs against JFK, loses, goes away, says you'll never, you know, you won't be able to kick Nixon around anymore. It's whole fucking operatic bullshit. Comes back, he's president. Then we get Ford, who's just his replacement. Then we get Jimmy Carter, who's probably actually the last real person, frankly. That I hate yeah. Jimmy Carter, but like re- last real, he was a fucking peanut farmer. You know, like, that's pretty legit. Then you had Reagan, who was an, an actor, so you have no idea, you know, if he was even telling the truth half the time. Then you have all the, you know, Bush was Reagan's vice president. Then you had Clinton, who was, a you know, was power hungry. Then Arkansas. you had Bush, who was a family guy. Then you have Obama, who, you know, is a real person, but also a, a, a sign of the times, a sign of change, and all those kinds of things. And now you're going to have Bush and Clinton again. And it's like, fuck! You know, like, we have all these, that's the thing is, like, there's great politicians and really inspirational people out there. It's just no one wants to go and find them. And some of these politicians are actually very moneyed and some of them are very well supported. But, like, that doesn't mean they're not real people. It's just, like, money doesn't have to win. And I think a lot of people complain about that kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be that way. You just have to pay attention. Nothing says that you have to, like, the person who has the most money wins. It's not – it just happens to be that way because we're lazy. You know? If you paid attention – and I'm not saying us. I'm just saying if you yeah, paid attention – yeah. And you like just looked at the field of people and who you wanted. You can convince people, really interesting people, to get involved in the race, and they would win. They need all you have to do is vote. Everyone's vote counts the same. At the end of the day, the millionaire, the billionaire that elects these people goes into a ballot, or goes into a booth and casts one vote. You know, and I go in, you go in, we all cast one vote, and they all are accumulated, and whoever wins wins. So I just think I I thought that study was interesting, and I think it's true, but I think it's not the system's fault. Mm-hmm. Because what's better than what we have? Hedonism. Hedonism, yeah. Communism is a failure, right? Yeah. Socialism is a failure. But even socialism has Republican tendencies. So then you have all you have left is monarchy or totalitarianism or fascism. All of those have failed. And then you have Republicanism. Do you Smaller think this changes? Does this ever change for us? I think it changes. I think that we're going to, I think in this country we will have a revolution. Uh, but I think it'll be a restoration. I think it'll be a constitutional revolution. And I don't think it's going to be like storming Washington or taking over buildings. I think it's going to be like eventually one day the revolution is going to be like, no, we don't want your fucking candidates and we don't want your shit. This is who is going to be our dude. And this is our guy. You know? Yeah. And it, I think it'd be like extra political in the sense that it won't be. Yeah, maybe it won't be. It won't be. It'll poli- be you. It won't be. Nick, to it a won't be. Extent. Yeah, team kidding. It won't be. You want a good Joe Biden, right? I, can, I feel like I feel like things can get so Where? bad and so weird and so like that. It's not even political. It's not even about a party. It's about a person. That's like I'll fix it. And that's dangerous, by the way, because that's how totalitarianism draw, you know rises and stuff like that. But I think that you know we need a we just need a restoration. And what do you think will be the catalyst to it? For me, economic collapse. Thank you. For me, I and it sucks to say I wanted the banks to collapse. I'm sure it would have been terrible. I probably would have lost my job. Oh, seeing as my job's just like frivolous of whatever, being an idiot on the internet. But in terms of what's best for the country, that's the blow I think we needed at the time. Yeah, the we took our medicine. Yeah. Everybody got really scared for a second, and then it wasn't scary and it was over. Nobody Now nobody worries about the fact that it's still there. Problem is still there. Yeah, it's just barely obscured. You can actually see the blood going through the band-aid every day. It's just, yeah, it, that was our chance to take our medicine. 
That was yeah. like, and we we are eventually gonna have to take it. And I think that once something like that happens, the system will fail, and and you know, the economic system will, and people are gonna be like, well, we need to clean the house and the senate, and we need a new president. We need people that are not politicians. We need businessmen, probably. Yeah. And Godfather's Pizza guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Herman Cain. That's him. So I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I wanted to bring it up to see what you guys thought. I like that story, especially because it, it leaked into the public consciousness in many ways. I've seen a lot of people were tweeting it out. I saw, yeah, I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet with no context. So, well, welcome to the oligarchy, and I didn't understand it until we started talking about it. But I mean, I don't know. Oligarchy is a scary word to people. It just it doesn't even mean anything literal. It just means small group of people. It's more about the reasons for it, and it's better than fascism. Yeah, it's better than totalitarianism. It's certainly better than communism. Better than alienism. Aliens coming down here trying to rule for us. I'm back. <laughs> so that's it well Tim Tim what's your topic my topic is arcades arcade games arcade memories anything you have about arcades because when I was young I used to go to arcades a lot okay. back when they were hip and cool and even you know just movie theaters would have these little arcades they still do sure there's a lot of places you go and there's there's arcade games and I feel like there's a they hold a very special place in my heart because going there with, with your friends and playing... The video games are awesome. Right. There's something special about arcade games, though. Sure. They were a ripoff, and they were never as much fun as your video games at home. Because they cost money. And they were a ripoff. Well, I feel like I feel like earlier on in the the 90s... Sure. They were ahead. Sure. Know, well, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, back then, what I always find interesting is how much we enjoyed peripherals mm. when we didn't have them. Yep, yep, yep. Now yep. we all hate them. Oh, yeah. Everything. But back then, it was like, oh, my God, I can this got a machine things. gun. It has a guitar. It has a, you know, oh, the virtual reality thing I can put on my head. And it's like, now we, we like, are like, ugh, about any of that. Just let me use but the But back controller. then, we'd pay the dollar for those instead of the right. quarter for the other games. So, the, the, my arcade story. Mm-hmm. So my family, every year, we used to go in the summertime for some odd reason. Because we, we grew up in a small town in Southern California where it was really, really hot and dry. So we thought, what better place to take a vacation than going out to Laughlin, Nevada. Woo! It's even hotter and even drier. And there's a river. So you're like, oh, okay, you get really hot and dry, you get the river. But I was like, you know, I was really, how do we say, rotund little boy. So I didn't really You weren't like shadow boxing. I didn't yet. like shaking my shirt off. And I was like, well, the only thing I really like doing is eating. And I discovered there was a, we were, we'd slay at the Flamingo, and then two hotels down at the Edgewater was an arcade. So I was like, I'll go check out this arcade. And my mom gave me some money, and I went down there. It was the first time I discovered a little game called Street Fighter II. Ooh. And I was like, this is pretty cool. That dude in the red gi is kind of who I want to be right now, minus like the Tony Katan haircut, which is amazing. So I started playing it, and I got my ass kicked. But it was the only time in my life I've ever actually put a quarter down, knowing I was going to lose, and then said, I have to play this again. And then I remember we, I, bought a, I bought a Super NES, and then Street Fighter II came to the Super NES. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I, that is it. I have to, and I only had like three games on the Super NES because all I did was play Street Fighter Two. It was that, and then there was another game called Virtual Racing, which I used to play constantly. It was one of those you sit in. Oh man, I wanted. Oh, was it just Sega game, game, right? I think it was a Sega game. Yeah, predecessor to maybe Virtual Fighter. I'm not quite sure. No, that's that was PlayStation, wasn't it? No, that's Sega. Was that Sega? Virtual is a is Sega. It's Sega. That reminds um, me of real quick of uh, Street Fighter Four when it was first coming out, like way before it came out on consoles. It came out in Japan in arcades. And I remember San Francisco State was one of the only... It was the first place in America you could play that game. And I was like, holy shit, that's really cool. I wasn't that into Street Fighter, but I was, it's my school. So I went down. I remember seeing everyone play and putting the quarters down. I, just, I thought that was awesome because arcades are dead. But that was still going on. I always thought the the the, the, the concept of the arcade was a lot better than the actual practicality of the arcade. Because it yeah. costs a lot of money. Yep. You know, I remember I used to go to Star Wars... Or not Star Wars. Uh, uh, Disneyland. Disneyland used to have an arcade. 
Remember that? I used to go to Star Wars. I used to go, I used to, go to Star Wars. Is it still, is it still there? Yeah. Well, back in the day, you used to go up like an escalator and they had the actual like Star Wars game that was like... You know, Foreshadowing. They've been working on that deal a long time. Long time, long time. <laughs> um, and that was really cool, but it was like a dollar. And I'm like, I don't have a dollar. Oh, you're talking about the Star Wars trilogy game? Maybe it was. The one with the, the joystick and then like one of the levels is like lightsaber. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that game was awesome. But it was like, it was super expensive. And I was always like... This is cool. It was. I think the arcade was supposed to be the place for kids that couldn't drink and couldn't go to bars, like to have an alternative to the roller skating rink. You know, the kids that couldn't drink yeah. or go to bars. Well, Not you know, your fourteen-year-old friends. You know, the kids, your that, sub the kids that weren't old enough to like. You know, you weren't. You weren't 20, sub twenty-one, right? We were supposed to. I guess the arcade was supposed to be the hangout spot. Maybe it was in mm-hmm. the seventies mm-hmm. and early eighties. But by the time it got to me, it was just. It was just a fraction of what it used oh, to sure. be its former glory. Um, I never got into them, sadly. Mm. We that was a big thing in Chicago. The suburbs was you know you had a birthday party. It was going to be at Enchanted Castle or it was going to be at Galaxy Zone or one of these places you go to that are oh, yeah. you know those giant like warehouses that are arcades and claw machines and all these other different things. So it got to be mundane that you'd go to, but you only went there once a year, usually for yours or somebody else's birthday party. And one of the trips there was one of my biggest life regrets. Not my biggest, but one of them that I still think back on of like, what a fucking stupid decision. And it went that, <laughs> okay. I, you know, you know the, the the games where you drop the token in, and there's like the sliding shelf mm-hmm. full of tokens that pushes other tokens yeah. down. Gambling. I was walking up Legal to one gambling. of them, and I, I walked up to it, and just as I got there, it started spitting out tickets, and it was just broken as fuck, and it was just spitting out tickets and tickets, and they were just piling up on the floor, and I froze, and a, a, a gal, or an enchanted castle employee walked by and goes, "Did you win these?" And I said, "No." All I had to say was yes. This is my token. This is you. You think about this? What, yeah. Oh yeah. I, why didn't I you say needed, oh like, my God. You, Back then, you needed like twenty thousand tickets and to I buy a bouncy ball. I would have yeah. got them. I could have walked away him. with an old GameCube. Game. I could have won. I could have been a winner. I could have walked up there and actually had something. See, my brain always goes like this. They would have figured me out. I can't. I don't I think they would have. There's no. Like what are they going to do? Go review security footage to see if that guy was probably in? seventeen anyway. What the fuck did he care? Yeah. Well, you don't think about it. You know, you don't have that kind of thought process. No. No. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I think so. Street Fighter is definitely Street Fighter Two is the is the seminal arcade game for me too, and I fucking loved that game. But there was a place called Time Out near my house on Long Island, um, named for the Zach Morris move. Exactly. I used to go there in the late eighties with my brother, um, and my brother's a big gamer back in the day. And what I really loved about it, the reason arcades died, by the way, was because the NES era was the first era where there could be arcade parity mm-hmm. between machine and console. If you remember correctly, like Pac-Man on Atari Twenty Six Hundred was considered an abomination. That game sucks, right? Like, but by the time you could get, you could get Pac-Man running properly on an NES, right? It's just like more powerful. When that kind of started more happening, power. you didn't, you didn't need like you didn't need arcades anymore. Arcade machines were designed to steal your quarters, yes, but it was also really satisfying. Like I loved Arkanoid and Galga and Asteroids and all these kinds of games, you know, that you can master on a quarter. Like Miss Pac-Man, me and Miss Pac-Man got to know each other very well yeah you did because i was really good at it but like it took a lot of money to like sure. figure that out the only thing i know is that i want arcade machines i just don't have anywhere to put them they're cheap i can get a miss pac-man machine for like 500 bucks and i would have that in a fucking heartbeat you know like arkanoid machine yes street fighter 2 super probably street fighter 2 turbo yes or super street fighter 2 so we can get everyone oh yeah the the bosses and then the new four characters oh, yeah. dj Who's the worst character in the world? Absolutely, Fei Long was that. T Hawk, who's yeah, even Fei worse. Fei Long. Yeah, I, I and, wanted and to master Kami. Fei Long, but I could not master Fei Long. I love Kami. But just the idea of like, I remember at the movie theater in high school. So this was later. This was when arcades were dead or dying. 
but they still had like Super Street Fighter 2 and all this, these kinds of machines just like we'd go to the movies early I'd just put my quarter on the machine walk behind watch these usually terrible players play step up and then you know stay on the machine for a while you can just keep playing and then people will come and challenge you that was fun that was cool and I I, I miss the arcade the arcade's an experience like I, there's so many people out there that their first console is like an Xbox 360 or a Playstation 2 man you missed you missed out on the cultural aspect of gaming mm-hmm. that has been replaced by conventions and cosplay but I thought it was like much more subtle and much more cool back then, um, and yeah. So arcades, man. That's a, I, I love to hear. There's a few arcades that still exist that are huge. Um, there's a, there's but a, they're, they're few and far between. There's a great one, uh, and Tim, you'll appreciate this story. There's a great one in Las Vegas, Nevada. That has a lot of. It has a lot of. I think it's called the. I forget what it's called. It's like a, it's like a museum, but basically you can go. You can play all these old, awesome arcade games. Anything you want. That hockey game, the big bubble, mm-hmm. where you could like it was yeah sticks. with the sticks. Mm-hmm. But so I went there for NAB one year, NAB, which is a big convention out in Vegas. And the Vegas Convention Center is not CES. It's actually like more professional. It's way more nerdy. Um, I went out there one time with a group of buddies and, and some of the guys we were hanging out with were like, hey, we're going to this arcade. And I was like, well, I'll go. It's Vegas. Like, take a break from when the normal, Vegas, the normal arcades. Vegas activities. So we're roaming around the arcade and they serve drinks there also. So it's like one of those places for 21 and over. You can go and have a cocktail while you're playing arcade games. And we make the whole rounds. And like for some odd reason, it took us about 30 minutes to discover this one cabinet where we get around there and it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Oh, yeah. The arcade game. we like the core group of us froze. And I was like, you guys start. I'm going to go get back up. We are going to beat this game today. And we did. See, that's awesome. That's how much money. I think it. I mean, actually, it wasn't that. Actually, when you're like older, it wasn't that hard to beat. Like no, we just. Well, it's not hard. It just takes time. It just takes time. We just kept plunking. Eh, it's maybe like ten bucks collectively. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. See, I just to got, me, that's I, what I, I was kept saying. getting the bad character. I kept getting raft. Though. I hated that. Yeah, the the experiences of arcades. Like, there's some things to me that I feel like everyone has experienced if you ever went to an arcade, uh, especially especially if you're young, like just sitting at one of those racing games, not playing it, just yep. pretending you're yep, playing yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Like you do that. The thing where like. You use all your quarters, you're playing a game, you're like, I'm determined to beat this, and then you run out of quarters, it's that countdown screen, and you're like, I need to keep playing. What do I do? And you're like, looking around, and none of your friends are around, and you you keep hitting the button, and it's like, continue, 10, 9, you hit it again, 10, 9, you're like, guys, guys, just like hoping for a quarter. And like, there's things like that, and like, exactly, those four-player games, The Simpsons, (sighs) X-Men, Ninja Turtles. Simpsons was awesome. Yeah, Simpsons Simpsons was awesome. Just like TMNT. It's funny, one of my memories is, is the opposite, in the sense that like, when I'd be on Street Fighter, and I'd be like on... Balrog or Vega, whatever, and then I would would die, and someone would be like, "All right, I'll step on the machine." I'd be like, "All right," and it'd be like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 7. Oh, you know, I like, make that noise and it'd be over, and I'm like, "You can start over." Yeah, and like, you know, like, of course you did. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I because I, I beat like 10, 11 dudes at that point. I'm not going to give you the fucking glory of fighting Saget. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna go to fucking Soviet Russia and fight Zengi first, first or E Honda. You fucking asshole. Oh man. Um, the, uh, I had I had another <laughs> great give memory. You the honor. We used to, we used to go back to that same arcade like over and over again. We went to the, we went to Laughlin, Nevada for like five years in a row, like straight. And I'd always go back to this thing. And I would I tried playing. I would always be Street Fighter. Like it was always Street Street Fighter from the second I saw it just took me. But right next to the Street Fighter cabinet was the Mortal Kombat cabinet. And I couldn't stand it because remember I had that weird button layout where it was like you press this one to kick up, you press this. I'm like, what? Is, this doesn't make any sense. It's not intuitive. Street it's Kombat. not Mortal Kombat's not intuitive. It wasn't intuitive. 
It's uh, also not good. I don't know where you guys come down on the side of Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. That's Friday. not a oh, question. Who the fuck comes down on Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat's cool. Like I liked Mortal Kombat, but like, as a, as somebody who was never really? good at fighting games, I liked Mortal Kombat more. It was just more entertaining to watch. Did you? Well, that's more true. It's more play. entertaining to watch. Get to a fatality. It's cool. Did you yeah. did you pretend you were Johnny Cage when you were a kid? No, I was a big fan of uh, Goro, okay. right? Goro, yeah, yeah, Goro, yeah, Goro was awesome. Goro you couldn't was even play whack. as him, and remember, and then there was like the the code where you could make uh, Shang Tsung turn into him at the end. My friend one time did that fatality, and then was like, I don't know how I did it. Stumbled upon it, and then you look <laughs> it up, and it's like you have to hold a button for thirty seconds. Like, what are you fucking doing? There's no way you stumbled upon that. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, I remember getting. I remember getting Mortal Kombat clear as day on Super Nintendo. Super the Super Nintendo one was the one with no blood. I don't yeah. know if you guys remember that. And uh, Genesis. I I liked I I had Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat two, but I prefer I had all the Street Fighter iterations, so it was like mm-hmm. two and then Turbo and then Super. Um, but I remember my two is the best. But I remember playing these games on Genesis at my friend's house. He had Street Fighter two. Genesis Street Fighter two was the fucking wackest shit ever, dude. Because there was only three buttons on the controller, so you had to hit this. You couldn't pause the game. You had to hit the start button to switch between kicks and punches. I'm like, this is the wackest, oh, wackest, wackest shit I've ever played in my life. And then I bring my, <laughs> and then I, and then I'd bring my Super Nintendo over. And I was like, this is the better system for fighting games. Let's just be honest, it's a better system for everything. Yeah. And you know, Mortal Kombat had its time. It was the the Sega to Nintendo, and I don't mean that in a literal sense. I mean it was like the difference. It was right, the it was change. There was, yeah, there was the blood, challenger. There's, this, there's something yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like Genesis, no one gives a fuck about Mortal Kombat, and everyone will always give a fuck about Street Fighter, just like they care about Super Nintendo. Mortal Kombat has its day still. It'll come back. There'll be another Mortal did. Kombat game. There's more. That Kombat reboot did really well. Yeah, but you know what's going to do ten times better than that? Street Fighter Five. Yeah, you know. And I believe you. Yeah, let me, go, let me ask this question. Old school. Yeah, let's go around the Old table. Old school. You got to pick one Street Fighter game. What's there, the best Street Fighter game? There's that's not even a question. It's the final Street Fighter two. So Super Street Super Fighter. Street Fighter two. Super or Super Ultra. Street Was there a Street Turbo Fighter Hyper? Hyper Turbo. Oh yeah, Hyper Edition. Turbo was, Edition. I, yeah, I no never, Hyper. Hyper. Yeah. Those went too fast. I like. Well, that was ca- that's Capcom being Capcom. Yeah, I just got hell. Kids are they've too always, fast. Now everyone always out. complains about that. Like, look, why are they releasing Resident Evil Five seventeen times? And this, I'm like, they've always done that. There were six Mega Man games in six years. Capcom's going to Capcom. Yeah, are you talking yeah. about fast? Meaning the game speed, right? The game was actually sped up. So, yeah. like, if you go back and if you go back and play Street Fighter Two, it's like you are on Quaaludes. No, exactly. It is, it, well, it's, it's the turbo. A, it's a strategy band. Yeah, game. it's slow. It is slow. It is slow. Yeah. Yeah, which it's, I liked because that's how fast my brain works these days. Always has, always will. Well, it's harder, I think, too, than Turbo and and Super. Super. Well, I remember when Super Street Fighter Two came to to SNES. I was like, this is fucking. Up. That is the ultimate version. That that to me is the ultimate fighting game. It's got you, a huge roster, so it's sixteen characters. Yeah. And sixteen stages. Do you remember having the Callus? Yes. Did you ever have the Callus? Yeah, right here. Yeah. Right. I had it right here. It would be my here. friend, who I thought at the time was a genius, and I don't know what he's doing now. I think graphic design. But Quaaludes. he bought a glove, cut the thumb off of the glove, and would just wear the thumb when he would when he would play with it. I did something similar for Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Really? Yeah. I got had like these weird ass glove things that I like cut certain parts of because my fingers were getting messed up. See, I went balling. I went for Mario Party. Mm. I wore yeah. the the fingerless gloves so that I could rotate the joystick on the N sixty four because I did at one point cut a perfect circle out of my hand from doing that too much. I would pay to see you wearing fingerless gloves while playing Mario Party. <laughs> get, get me both. Mario, dude, the set. original Mario Party was excellent. What a great game! N sixty four had all of these awesome games that were like what we thought were going to be one offs, and they ended up being these things that they drove. They fucking completely drove into the ground. Yeah, like, yeah, like Smash yeah, Brothers yeah. is a good example of them not driving something into the ground, I guess. But yeah, Mario Party was the perfect example of like, what in the flying fuck is this game? 
And why do I love it so much? I used to. I, 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 <laughs> you're trying I, to explain to friends it, how to play. Yeah. And you're like, but at the end, it doesn't really matter. And this like random shit's gonna happen. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah it was so fun. That game was so fun. Doesn't N64, matter. If N64 was. Thing. I mean, Goldeneye obviously is the epitome of that, but but N64 was just the ultimate sleep over your friend's yes. house yeah, exactly. with your with three buddies WCW and WO Revenge like you had everything you was wanted. it the first console for with four players plugging in the controller or was it, it was the well, first, first one with four built in yeah. built in yeah you could have the four the multi tap talk about the most genius marketing tool ever because I was like four slots four different colors of controllers I like agonized over the colors that I was going to buy yeah, and then and of course you couldn't you like oh you'd lucky if you got a red Right, you're like, oh, like when they first came out, it was like the stock was. I loved red. my blue controller so much. I had a red. Oh, about that atomic purple. You went purple. That way you could well, see through it, right? Was yeah, the yeah. one. That wasn't until later though. The original colors were just like red, green, blue, and yellow. Gray. They had, they had, yellow. They, uh, yeah, they did horrible, oh, the like, hideous. Yeah, that was for one. Donkey Kong sixty four. Oh god, it's gross looking. God, I want. I so I was like, it was I mean, like three bananas though. It was gross looking. Oh, and then it the, looked the, gross. The extension, the mega, the, the four megabyte. Expansion pack, expansion pack, God, perfect yeah, dark Majora's mask. For, for yeah, I lent yeah. that to my buddy in high school so he can play Majora's mask, and then I never got it back. So when I went, <laughs> so I went in college to play Majora's mask, it like wouldn't work, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I opened the slot up, and it was gone. I was like, there's, nah! an, I, there's an IOU in it." Yeah, I, have, uh, um, I, I think I've, I've told this story before about N64, but we only had three controllers, and so we used to play Goldeneye. And we, oh, my, that's my the worst. My friend, Why would you do that? So my, my, my friend was really into like San Francisco Rush or whatever that game was. So he had a Ooh, steering man. wheel controller. So we'd use the steering <laughs> wheel controller as the fourth controller. And you got so like it was crazy how good we got at playing Goldeneye with a steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> like there was like a pedal to like move and like you would like use the buttons on the controller to like use your guns and stuff like that. And it used to be the penalty to like play. Uh, like the fourth place player would automatically get the steering wheel, but then there would be like fights over using the steering wheel because it was actually like somewhat more efficient. <laughs> like once you like really learn how to use it to use it, so we always had three controllers. My buddies and I still bring that up. That's great. Like where you use the steer the steering wheel. That's awesome. To, to That's play really cool. But didn't you guys feel slightly slighted by the fact that they built that little top compartment into the N sixty four, knowing that they were going to well, sell that thing? See, to that's you the thing. A Nintendo's done that with. Every freaking system. Man, that was annoying. There's always some random bullshit. Like the GameCube, it's like, oh yeah, here's a bunch of. There's like so many slots in the GameCube. I don't even think all of them ended up being used. And then Motion Plus on Wii. Oh yeah. No. Well, I mean that's different. Like that. No, that was just an add-on. But but this is an add-on, so you couldn't play certain games without it. I no, but I mean like Zelda. these. When they first sold the, these systems, there was random ports. Just holes that are like, what are these? Gonna like, be what is that for? But yeah, still, had, like, the, Vita, for? the Vita had that port yeah. on the first run. That yeah, no, one no one even knows what it is. It. No, you never yeah. get I, I don't even. I have no idea what that's for. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, Street Fighter. I don't know. Street Fighter Two is is always going to be the ultimate fighting game and the ultimate arcade game for me. I agree. Yeah. Well, I think back to games like for me at the arcade ride, it was Golden Axe. Golden Axe, me and my friends would get down and Golden kill. Golden Axe is great. Yeah. yeah, I remember when that came to Genesis, playing that nonstop too. And Spy Hunter. We were big fans of Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter just annoyed so, me. Yeah, a little crude for me. I, I didn't... It was simple. But yeah. like... The main, like gun, 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 there you go. Gun, Thank gun, you. Gun, gun. That, like, immediately I smell the cigarette smoke. Uh, but like that was the thing. Is like, to be in the arcade. Like, exactly. Arcade, for Spy us, Hunter. like <laughs> the actual like day-to-day arcade thing wasn't like, like birthday parties. It was that we used to go camping like my parents had an rv so i'd always bring friends and we'd go with my parents obviously we were like seven or whatever to jellystone national park which is the yogi bear like themed campgrounds or whatever and then like at their like ranger station which is like you know their little convenience store they had the arcade there so you'd get there have all these quarters and go there over the weekend and drink a million dr peppers and play yeah. spy hunter and golden axe baller yeah, yeah golden axe was good all three of those games were really good on genesis there weren't many good genesis games but those were three of them Fantasy Star games were pretty good too. I used to play Rampage every once in a while. I didn't mm-hmm. even like it. 
I was like, it's yeah, that's so it's funny. Open. That is so true. It's just it looks cool. No one's like, on this. The art on it's so right. awesome. All right, cool. Oh, God, and is, oh, I died. You choose the the lizard, and at the end, she's a naked woman yeah, who covers exactly. herself. But like when you're a kid, you're like, oh my god. Go back to that, like cruising USA and all those games. Like you would want to play just to like have the girl come out at the end, and it was all yeah. pixelated. It's just like, what am I doing with my Sad. Bill Clinton? You, if you beat that game, you end with Bill Clinton in a hot tub with girls, and it makes no sense. Doesn't need to make someone sense. like yeah. us that was our age when that game was made was like how should this game end yeah <laughs> and they were probably high and they were like bill clinton in a hot tub with checks. do it run with it definitely and i love the sounds of arcades like there's just always so much going on you hear the like clinks. the pinball yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. And all the clinks stuff and then all of a sudden daytona like, <laughs> what why is that happening <laughs> i forget have you been to japan no you got to go to a japanese arcade yeah the japanese arcade is still a thing mm-hmm and all the cabinets, first of all, the first thing you notice is that everything's sit down. There's no stand, there's not a lot of standing cabinets. So you sit down. And there's ashtrays everywhere, of course, because they smoke religiously inside. But it's a really cool experience. I got a lot out of that. Yeah. When we were in Japan over Thanksgiving, we went to a bunch. And like we, me and Christine were playing one where we got in and you closed the little drape and it's a haunted house game with zombies or whatever. But we're playing in like, for some reason, Christine didn't really like read what was going to happen. So like she knew it was going to move, but we got in and like the seat starts rumbling and then like the zombie smashed the glass and there was air cannons that like shot the air and she's like screaming. I'm like, why did you think what's going to happen? I'm shooting these zombies. Get your gun, woman. <laughs> Fucking stop bellowing. Not up. We need to beat these things. <laughs> yeah, DDR was a big thing for me too. Like, uh, all, all the music games in general and at our Actually, pace. I like DDR. So like that was a I would pay to see you do DDR. I was good. At, I was good at DDR with Greg's, you know, fingerless glove. I had the I had the pad for PS One and PS Two. My sister and I used to play it when we were in New York. I was gonna say it was you. Right? I destroyed Mike Aransky in DDR because Mike Aransky is also really good at DDR. Let that there were air quotes there if you're listening on Bandcamp. I take yeah. all the things back I said about paying these two guys mm-hmm. to see their former glory. I would legitimately start a Kickstarter campaign to get five thousand dollars to watch to film Mike Aransky playing DDR. Yeah. Michael Ransky looks exactly like the name sounds. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I told you that my, my goal in life is to start a show just called Oransky. It's just about Michael Ransky. He's an amazing human being. He really being. is. I love that guy. He's the world's best dad and he's just a stellar guy. Google him. Something also really special about arcades that I know everyone shares is everybody, once they hit like the age of 12, everyone thinks they know the secret to getting the most tickets for the least amount of coins. So you never cared about the tickets? Yeah, well... Yeah, maybe I don't know. It might be a generation thing because like tickets were a big deal, man. That's what we were out for, and you didn't you didn't care about the prizes. You wanted the glory. You of just want to do that shit. Yeah. And it's like once you get once you become a like older person, you're you're not going to play all these games just for fun. You're doing it for the tickets, and it's that damn Wheel of Fortune game where you you hit the thing, and everyone swears they're the best at it. It's like it's not freaking hard, guys. <laughs> but everyone th- takes so much pride in being able to get the jackpot one out of ten times every time. Like, dude, I'm so good. I got it. I got it. It's like yeah, it took you ten freaking times. But good for you. Good for you. See, I was trying to. I was got. To, I still to this day get sucked in by the claw game. See, and my thing about Every the claw time. game is, I used to be really good at the claw game, and I and I because what would happen is, my, I would inevitably get bored at Walmart while my parents were shopping. They'd give me quarters, and I'd go to the claw game. So I did get good enough to where I was winning all these prizes, bringing them home, and then I'd give them out to kids at trick or treating, or mm-hmm. donate them somewhere else. And I had forgotten about this like skill because you forget about it that you're yeah. now inherently awesome at the claw game. Right. But then I remember, I'll never forget it. And high school we were leaving target or whatever and my friend had gotten ahead of the group and was up at the claw game he's like man look at that wonder woman thing and i'm like oh and i put it put in a quarter did two moves with the claw and go dun, 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 wonder woman 
And it just picked up Wonder Woman and pulled her out and dropped it from this guy. And he freaked out. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. What is I still the, got it. What's the key to the claw it. game? There's a technique. The claw game enough? used to piss you me off. You gotta have the eye. You gotta have the eye. Yeah, but <laughs> the claw game used to piss me off because there's so much frivolous shit going on with the claw game because, like, you would get it right over. Like, I understand what you're saying. You'd, you'd like, it would catch the corner of your eye and you'd look at it and you'd be like, that thing's peeking up high enough. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if the claw curves, yeah, like, and then and then you'd approach the machine, but like the claw would always come down, like in the machines, and it'd be it would be like me. Yeah, yeah. It was, got or it would be like bing, like all like fucked up. <laughs> you know, like a little finger just coming down, like fuck you, like this. And then comes up and goes right back. It always had such like a weak little grasp. It would yeah. like touch stuff and then like graze off. Yeah, it, and like yeah. drag it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like knock everything down. I, I I don't think I've ever once picked any damn anything out of that claw that damn machine. Never once. I think I've won a few times, but not many. No, not many at all. Because there was oh, a there was a diner in New Hampshire when I lived there that had the claw game. I used to go there like all the time with my mom, and I used to play it every time I was there. Every time I spent, you know, fifty dollars total on that thing over like the years. One maybe like a shitty teddy bear or something like that. See, that's yeah. the worst thing about the arcade, like the the tokens and the um, tickets and stuff. It's just like you can buy any of these prizes for way less than you're doing this for. What's the skill? What, yeah. That I was guess. the thing I had to remind myself when we were down for the gauntlet shoot. Yeah. And, and we went to the... Uh, I have a picture of you upset that you lost this We game. went to the gauntlet and we you know, we, we filmed the gauntlet and then we went out one of the nights to go do laser tag. And it was us with everybody. And th- while you're waiting, because you have to wait for like 30 minutes on each side of this stupid thing for some reason, they had a machine there that wasn't the claw game. And instead, I'd never seen it before, but it's basically like all this shit is lined up right with like peg holes it's in it. And then you stuck, have one yeah. peg. That you move around and then try to glide into the hole and get whatever it is. And I was like, I was intently trying to win these PSN gift cards. Yeah. Just to do it. Just to have them and like be able to tweet that I did it. And it would just be like, I'd just be a, a fraction off and like hit the top of it every time. I'm like, God damn it. No Who surprise there. Shut up. <laughs> that was the night me and Kara, my Don't girlfriend. No, that was when we first started like talking and stuff. Laser tag. Is that what they call it nowadays? My girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I also want to give a shout out to light gun games. Yeah. Just in general. I like the why? Why? Light gun games? Oh, you mean games that you're that you like, the, like the Terminator game? Yeah, yeah. Where you're, you, you have the gun, gun and guns. you're what shooting. Do you think I meant the worst. This is the worst. I don't like the. the I don't time, like, time Crisis. Time Crisis is the worst. Time Crisis dude. is pretty whack. I mean, it, it's good, but. Holy shit, you guys. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah Time Crisis is a little I like Time Crisis. Dude, House of the Dead is the ultimate. Yeah, House of the Dead is the ultimate. Yeah, but Time Crisis had the thing, which is another thing everybody fucking knows. What the fuck's the thing? The the re, like you reload and use your finger uh, like to hit it really okay, fast okay, okay. so like you do it as much as possible and just like you're constantly fucking shooting. Maybe I didn't know that. Maybe I didn't know the one you, I, you've never beat Time Crisis on one quarter. You ain't living right, dog. The one I played. No one's beat Time Crisis on Sean one Finnegan quarter. Did. Sean Finnegan did. Sean beat Finnegan shit. plays Time Crisis. Sean Finnegan likes hiking. <laughs> we gotta get another shirt. Sean Finnegan beat Time Crisis in one with one quarter. <laughs> what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've talked a lot of shit about Sean Finnegan on this show <laughs> but if one man can beat it with one quarter but he is the OG one of the, the preeminent time crisis one player. of the games I liked uh, I didn't like a lot but I remember it was like one of the like the premium games where it might have been like $2 mm. or something crazy was the Mad Dog game that was all like it was live action like it was like using that technology oh, yeah. where they were they were coming out and they were like it was an old western thing you had to pull up your gun and shoot them and stuff and get them to tumble off tops of buildings and stuff yeah, I remember yeah, it was yeah. incredibly tough and eventually came for PlayStation Move but uh, yeah, the- that I remember being so blown away with, and then eventually, like, 
buying a similar game for like my computer at home and it was just like the worst shit ever mm-hmm. of some guy who's like some security guard is like the burglars are in there you like go in and you're like shooting the hostages by accident all this crap is there yeah the hostages like in area 51 that was fucking awesome that was also that like live action-y mm-hmm. weird shit this is one, one game carnival that they had at the round table near my house and my god I love that game it's it's like carnival but evil you get that Nick it was good oh no I, I, yeah, I, I, I got good. the, the so good, I love that game name. What, Two games what was I your Sorry, what was your tag? Because you guys, I never, I never played this game, but I always wanted to. But it was way too expensive. What was the game? It was kind of holographic. Was it Dragons, Dragons Lair, Dragons Quest, something like that? Where it was like, are you talking about the, the like the one that was animated? Dragons Lair is like the whole yeah, that's animated. The, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. But wasn't it? I think there. Was, I remember there being one where like holographic or like Pokemon cards, Nick. No, you looked at one where it was like it looked like it was projected. It was crazy stuff. Oh, look at that's a virtual boy. It might have just been the Game Boy. The, the Wario's two, Wood. The two arcade games I remember being in love with, but only like playing once, and so I have no real gauge on if they were good. Was number one the Superman arcade game, Superman. which is old, the older one, where like you could play with a friend, and then one of you was Superman Red, one of you was Superman Blue, and all I really remember about it was flying up the side of a building and like you're shooting things with heat vision or whatever. And the other was the real Ghostbusters arcade game, which I also remember being awesome, but I can't speak with any confidence if it was because I was a dumb kid. Power Stone was the oh. first arcade game that blew me away in the sense of like, whoa, this is a, this is an experience that I fucking love. And this is, if, for people that don't know what Power Stone is, it's essentially Smash Bros. but in 3D and just fucking awesome. Yeah, Power Stone was legit. Power Stone made it my Dreamcast go. You yeah. know what I mean? I love Dreamcast. A lot of people don't know about me. Love to love to love Dreamcast. And Power Stone was like one of the... I was there, nine nine ninety nine. I bought that shit. Nice. One. Nice. I loved the Dreamcast, man. Because that was the first time a console came out, and I'm like, I have money. I yeah. have a job, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. buying I'm this motherfucker. This and I bought like so many Dreamcast games. I think died a terrible, grisly death. But Power Stone was, and Power yeah. Stone Two were were excellent, excellent games. I don't know why that series never came back. Like that, that's a that's a good game. Didn't man. it come back on PSP? PSP, yeah. But they were ports, and yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, like I'm surprised that there's nothing like no new Power Stone game. There's Power Stone Golf now over uh, no. <laughs> and also Marvel vs. Capcom two and Marvel vs. Capcom one, but two really. I remember just being at the arcade and seeing that like that game really was my first introduction to comic characters. I think mm-hmm. like I mean there was the, the cartoons and stuff. Sure, sure, but, sure. Like sure. that is what got me. That's totally what got me to the obscure characters and like being able to know all these like random people and even for video games too. It's like who the fuck is. BB Hood, I still don't know what game she's from, but like she was legit. BB Hood is Darkstalkers. Oh, right. well, yeah. there you go. Now um, you know. Knowing sense, I'll be right back. But it's almost—it's your topic. I know, I know. I'll be right back. You gotta fill your water. Yeah. She just—you just drink some non-Greek. Oh, I'll just—I'll just, I'll just say this about MVC two. It's really technical, very hard game. We talk about fighting games that matter and OG fighting games, and obviously Street Fighter 2 is really the seminal fighting game, but in terms of the oldest game that is still legitimate, that people still play, competitively, MVC 2 is never going to die. Yeah. That, that game is just outrageous. By the way, that your shout wipe did fucking nothing. In <laughs> fact, it looks worse now. <laughs> did, well, we had to try something. You don't just watch the fire burn uncontrollably. You got to fix it up. And that's what I did. I made a move. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Over Greggy Show. Remember, can't wrap it up. Don't do that. Well, he's got to go still. I'm just filling time. No, I don't. I was going to do it. Let's I'll, just stay here. Well, I want to do the promo. You got Super bad. Get it at GameOverGreggy.DistrictLines.com every Friday. Go to YouTube.com slash GameOverGreggy. Go to DistrictLines.com. I prefer dead, dead air. Slash GameOverGreggy. <laughs> Nick's not here. We just shut down. We're just like, well. <laughs>
All right, oh. Nick. We didn't think beyond. Uh, so my topic's kind of going along the, the video game theme this week. Right now, I a lot of people are currently saying that we're in the uh, the era of comic book movies. Mm. Right? So you've got mm. a comic book movie coming out basically every six months. Which and is it's fan- awesome. Which is great. I mean, when I was a kid, I would have died to live, to grow up in a time like now. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because the internet. Mostly it's just because the movies are so phenomenally uh, creative these days. And the porn. <laughs> and the porn. <laughs> so my question to you guys is, there was almost, we were on the precipice of another era about mm, two years ago. When two years? Yeah, 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 sorry, four years ago probably. Four years? Maybe, maybe five years ago. Um, Just fucking spit it up. When Neil Blomkamp was developing a script for Halo, the Halo movie. Mm. And that was going to be a big deal because Peter Jackson was backing it. And if you read the history behind that, it's really fascinating um, how horribly that fell apart because apparently Microsoft was... Why did it fall apart? I don't know what happened. So I guess the story goes Microsoft was really, really... You know, to, to kind of shorten it up. They were just really, really difficult to deal with from a studio perspective. Gotcha. Because they had this great property they knew was going to be a hit. And so, you know, they the deal they were trying to push in front of those studios was really, really, really not not good. Um, but the Neil Blomkamp script leaked. I just downloaded it. I'm going to read it probably tonight or tomorrow. Um, and I've never been a huge fan of Halo. Halo was never... I mean, I played it. I played it. It was one of those experiences where I'm like... This is really cool as a co-op experience, but for the most part, I'm not into the multiplayer or the single player. I didn't really like the story. I didn't really understand what's going on. They're silly. I know. Um, Sean Finnegan's going to kill me, but he's too busy hiking or what was the other thing he does? Time crisis. Playing time crisis. On one quarter. Yeah. Uh, so I guess my question to you guys is when do you foresee an error? This, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But when will it happen? When will the video game movie era happen? See, I would argue that it already happened. Alone in the Dark doesn't count. Doom. Final Fantasy Spirit, Spirit Within. Within, like on all that, like they that, all sucked. Those are all bad it, movies. But like, you know, we got House of the House of the Dead sucked. Yeah, it did. Wait, House of the Dead was really bad. I was about to fight that. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> just got confrontation. What I know, what I was about to fight was uh, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive is a you know it's a you know really campy movie, but I think they nailed it more so than any video game movie. I've ever seen. So here's how I like it. What about those. Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li mm. with Kristen What Kirk? about Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Hell yeah, I was going to say, that was the fucking bomb. So all of those movies are very, very... They run sort of parallel to what was happening in comic books before uh, the X-Men series sort of hit, and then, of course, the one that really sparked it, which was Iron Man. Um, those movies remind me of that time before, the pre-X-Men era, when they were flirting out trying to do, like, a Punisher movie. They had a Captain America movie back in the 80s. They had... They were trying to get Spider-Man off the ground, right? And it took a good 10 to 15 years between the mid-90s and when Iron Man came out before everyone in the culture said, we are actually going to accept comic book movies Mm -hmm. and we're going to make them a mainstay in our lives. So, and that's going to happen with video games because the video game industry is only getting bigger. The movie industry is only, is, is, is starting to, well, actually it's not starting to, is smaller in comparison. So there's going to be a convergent point where mainstream culture goes, and it just needs one big breakout movie for all of the studios to jump on board and say, we're going to start buying up all these properties. But I feel like that, that happened. I feel like that's like most of the things already have had that happen. Most of them aren't good. A lot of comic movies aren't good either. So case in point, if they, make a, if they made a Halo movie mm-hmm. and Peter Jackson was at the helm to produce and Neil Blomkamp was at the helm. The guy, Neil Blomkamp, by the way, is the guy that did District 9 and Elysium. Very cool future kind of director. And um, I mean, if he can make Elysium... That's my boy Elysium. That should be your hip hop name. Elysium. It's my dude. 
Long story short is this. So, But those movies haven't hit any critical acclaim, right? They haven't right. Had, had, we haven't had any huge box office success with those. you got movies like Halo. You've got Mass Effect. You've got Uncharted that people they're, – they're trying to develop these films, but they haven't come out yet. So mm-hmm. I guess that's the question. Like, I mean, is it far off? I think it's right around the corner. I think maybe in the next year or two we're going to see that breakaway from comic book movies – but, and hit that really hard hit that that splash of video game movies. I feel like we're ignoring like a lot of like Resident Evil, the movie series is huge and it sucks. It, sucks. it, made, it made a lot of money. Yeah. It made a lot yeah. of money and it's success. Huge. But for every Prince one, of Persia, of, for every time. one of those, sucked. But it was a success. Uh, was it a success? Or They're not, not making a sequel. Yeah, but I mean that's because they're busy making pirate sequels. Okay. <laughs> How many more pirate sequels are they going to make? Probably like ten. Didn't they do new trilogy? Aren't they working on new trilogy? That's the worst. Probably. I don't think Prison Persia is coming back. That's what I'm saying. Like none of these movies, like when a movie pro- is that good, it does. It warrants a sequel. If Prince of Persia or any of those films, well, with the exception of Resident Evil, where they're like Milojovic is just killing it. Let's just keep making like nine of these with Ali Larder. Oh, I love Ali Larder. So dude. hot. Yeah, she's excellent. <laughs> so hot. She's Both excellent. of them together. Dynamic. So you're duo. asking when is the successful? When is the critically acclaimed? When are video game movies going to be taken as seriously in quotes as comic? When are they going to? When are they going to be as mainstay as comic book movies now? And what would it take to get him there? See, I don't think... It's not an easy answer. Like, I think your best bet right now is Last of Us. Neil Druckmann is writing it. They're involved right now. It's not like Uncharted, right? Which was very much, from what we heard, oh, Marky Mark and this guy are doing it. And no, no, they're trying, to, they're, they're trying to get Bradley Cooper. They're talking to him seriously. Say, I guess, hello, sure, sure, sure. Say hello to your mother for me. Hey, Sully. How's your mother? Anyways, but I'm saying they, that, you know, they announced that and it was immediately a deviation. It didn't sound like what the Uncharted series was. Right. But then they announced Last of Us movies happening. Neil's actually on board with it. That sounds like... It's going the right direction. It's not, oh, this is a cool license. I'm going to go do something with it. And I have no connection to the video game world. I also, to, to me, I think you're right. The Last of Us could be one of those movies. I don't think The Last of Us is ever actually going to happen. But Because, um, again, like, what is The Last of Us to people like outside of gaming? Nothing. I think the, the biggest, the big thing is, like, there's none of these big, the huge IP. Like, Halo is, the, is like, the crossover it's that's the necessary, goodness, right? right? Like, Uncharted would be good, too. I'm surprised. Need like for Speed. You, Need for Speed. Like when Need for Speed happened, um, I know that that movie was in development for a while, and I didn't even know that it actually happened until I saw the movie poster on Muni. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this actually happened. Gran Turismo was optioned. Um, you know, uh, what surprises me, honestly, and I've thought about this many times, like I can't fucking believe there's no Call of Duty or Battlefield movie. Like I can't right? believe that. You know, like but I mean, that they don't just release Call of Duty movies like they're going out of fucking style. So, so in that military I, like intrigue movies. That you know? one I kind of get only because. Um, They've got a property that is making so much money that it would almost be a risk to develop another type of entertainment property around that IP and run the risk of it having having it fail. And like, so Need for Speed movie came out, it it bombed, right? And so that and that brand takes a hit because of that that bomb. Now, granted, they'll just wait a couple of years and release another. Need yeah, for but Speed, Need for but... Speed's Need for Speed, like Need for Speed's heyday was in the late '90s. I mean, Need for Speed hasn't been like yeah. terribly relevant. I mean, in my opinion, Need for Speed is most relevant. The three of them on PS One were. Excellent games. PS2. The, PS2. I would argue that Hot Need Pursuit was good and Hot Underground, Pursuit 2. I think yeah. Need for Speed Underground was like the pinnacle of Need for Speed's popularity. It could be. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's been a while. A, a long time. And they try and that's fine. But I think that a thing like Call of Duty, I think the reason Call of Duty doesn't happen is because Activision cares about huge margins. And so... Yeah, probably. Um, like like Activision needs to make lots of money. Um, but to me, like I don't think there's any risk in, in Call of Duty because Call of Duty sells, what, 15 or 20 million units? 
uh, a year. So that's going to be that's going to resonate with people and their friends and their friends' friends and just gamers in general. Morbid curiosity probably would mm-hmm. would get people into the theater. But that always surprised me. Battlefield's another one. Like you just develop the story of for Call of Duty, just develop the story of Ghost. I think the story of Ghost is actually pretty interesting. And there's a lot of really cool set pieces in that game um, in space and in like all these different locations on the Earth. Um, an Uncharted movie would be fun. You know, uh, to me, like, there hasn't been a major IP movie, with the exception of Resident Evil, maybe since that fucking shite Mario game, or Mario movie back 25 <laughs> years ago. Um, so good. And still, we ignore the fact that the best video game movie, the best video game movie is The Wizard. I knew it. And, it really is. And, and <laughs> that, that has a bunch of different games in it, you know, including the world premiere of Mario 3. And by the way, if you're young and you don't know what The Wizard is, fuck you. You really need to watch that movie. That movie was so influential on so yeah. many gamers lives there was so many ga- that was a, it was a fucking nintendo commercial and it was yeah. awesome it was great it was Let's uh keep the power gloves to ourselves yeah it was so, it was so, like and at the end of the movie the big deal was that they had revealed mario 3 and it was the first time anyone had seen it and it was so fucking brilliant like that's so brilliant a good marketing move you know yeah. like like and the show is secret yeah which is the coolest thing yeah oh i love that movie like, so much. and what a, what a special movie uh, savage and 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 there's that scene where they're driving in the car and real life sent me an angel is playing, uh, such a good song. I would so I would say there's only one better movie. So that's not a video game movie. That's a movie about video games. There's a distinction, and I know you said that sort of comically, or you know, Did just I? to get my, <laughs> just to get my. Oh, the goat! It's gonna fall. No, he's not. He's been there the whole time. All right, just, just chilling. chilling out. Uh, the other song. movie that, of course, classic. Now I would put just a, maybe a skosh below the wizard, not above, below Tron. And Tron yeah. Legacy. Never seen it. Tron was amazing. It was I, so bad. I mean, it was yeah. so good. Tron's awesome. I think the idea of Tron is awesome. It is. But it's not that good. So let me ask you guys this real quick before we go. You guys are you guys play a lot of, collectively play a lot of video games. Which Greg, your votes for The Last of Us. If you wanted to see one video game made into a movie, what would it be? And you're saying and you're saying other last of us. No, no, I'm, you've already answered. Oh, so I see what you're these saying. guys. Um Honestly, what comes to mind for me, there's two games that I think would be awesome movies. Knowing that they're probably going to slaughter it when it comes to the Silver Screen. Well, that would suck, but I think Catherine would be an awesome movie. And, oh, wow, yeah. And um, I think Spec Ops The Line would be an awesome movie. Catherine would be an insane movie. Dude, it's a, it's a perfect... It, it is a movie premise, basically. It's about, you know, about a guy that cheats on his girlfriend and how he has like moral conundrums because of it. It's brilliant. It's an awesome game. It's a, unlike any game that's ever been made, and I think that story is awesome. So I would love to see like a real-life Catherine. That would be so cool. But obviously that's not gonna happen. But yeah. Tim, I mean, I swear I say this shit for everything, but Smash Pokemon? Bros. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, okay, well hold on. First like off, animated. real quick, when there's things like there's a lot of video game movies that exist, but they're not theater movies, or some of these are. But like, I'm talking widespread release. Yeah, every because theater. like live action, I, I've, I've been children, well, doesn't have to be live action. Seven? Fuck off! Because Smash Bros. could be an awesome anime, well, like a I would CG love that. movie. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be amazing. But so, I really so, like, enjoyed the Final Fantasy Seven movie. It's not perfect, and it fucks a lot of things. Spirits Within. No, that's a, that's Spirits Within was a that's a standalone horrible. That horrible was the thing. first ever all CGI movie or whatever. I, I remember going to see. I went to see it just because of that. Like, but Advent Children was like a sequel to Final Fantasy VII, but it was a movie, and it was, it was pure fan service. But I fucking love fan service. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon, the first movie, fucking legit. Yeah, that is a good movie. Um, Pokemon, yes. Gotta catch and the, the theme song was a badass rock version. God, I loved that. Um, but Smash Bros. Is the easy, obvious answer, and but how do you make a movie about Smash? Unless it's a comic, a comical movie, right? With you, you, you got, you got to put all those characters together. Well, the story like there was the right? story in Brawl, the subspace emissary. And it's fucking bullshit, but it's just like you know they 
they all come across each other and then they they start fighting because they're like, oh, who the fuck are you? Why are you here? And then they all have to team up to fight the you know hand and all. So that Tim, shit. tonight epic. we start the script, the script for the Smash, the treatment. Yeah. Now all I can do is tell you how to do the margins properly because I don't know the story behind Smash Brothers. But the story I will, behind Smash, but I will write awesome. all right of all of Mario and Luigi's dialogue. Okay. I can bring that to the table. Water thing. The water, water thing. thing. Super Mario Sunshine. Wow. Here's here's my one end cap to all this. Thing? Nick. Yes. You what? say that you think we're pretty close to this era of video game movies. Yeah. I do not think we are. And my re- so? my reference back. I mean, the fact that we've it just, just we've one. named so many. Ba- no, it doesn't. And that, thank you for setting up my point for me to tee the fuck off. But like to flip it the other way, right? Is you can lead a horse to water. You can show them the exact way to do it. And Batman is the only video game that does it. People now know how to make an awesome fucking comic book video game. Given talented studio, time, a license, go. What does Activision do? Continue to shit out Spider-Man games. We have all these amazing properties. They don't do anything with them. Nobody's pulling the trigger on a Superman game. There isn't an amazing X-Men. Destiny was disastrous. Wolverine was a good game. Raven. Wolverine was barely good yes it was a lot of fun to play your shit got torn apart but they stood in the way of the story and they're like raven Try, please shoehorn this into the origin the x-men oh, the yeah. terrible x-men movie and they're like all, all right fine uh fucking blob fights raven they did a great job it, they should they deserve <laughs> studio so much they deserve to get that game and make a wolverine game and just make a wolverine game and not tie it into shit but we look <laughs> where are the other video games where are the other well, that's, awesome well, that's what i'm saying games? everything seems to get optioned and just disappear yeah, you know, that's why I was surprised when Need for Speed happened, and I didn't know it happened. I remember reading that for years. I was like, "Oh, I guess they it's inevitably going to crash. You know, be a fucking disaster." But I'm surprised that they got it off the ground. I can't wait to see. It. I can't wait to see it when it comes to Netflix, and I can't wait to love it because you know I'm going to love it, Tim. But you know I'm not going to love it as much as Fast and Furious. Boom. Bam. Continue calling apologies. No, it's nothing to apologize about. I just know that you know. Here's my point of reference. The the '90s was this time Pixar and you know the, the time of great you know some Disney movies that were good in the early '90s and Pixar was doing all these great movies. There was no Crash Bandicoot movie, and that's you know? a goddamn and, 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 shame. And, but that's insane. I mean, that just goes to show you like the heavy lift. Like Crash Bandicoot, as you know, the guys from Naughty Dog tell me when I did my history of Naughty Dog was that that was the Q score on Crash Bandicoot was higher than Mario and as high as Mickey Mouse in like 1998. Really? It's like that was like fucking. I mean, Crash no, Bandicoot, no one was beating Pikachu in '98. Depends on when in '98. I mean, it, the Pokemon didn't even come out until until fall Later. of that year. Yeah, yeah. but um, and Pokemon was a slow, very slow burn. It was it? it? Yeah, it wasn't until it wasn't really until. Game I feel like as soon as the games came out, it was no. I never heard about po- I never heard about Pokemon until Smash, and I was like, who is this fucking guy? No, I mean Pokemon was big, but Pokemon was a, was a slow burn. It really was Pokemon Red and Blue were really big. It was really yellow that made people go back and appreciate the heritage I don't know of it. About this. That seems wrong. No, it's it's true. Like Pokemon wasn't a thing really until. Don't look at me. I have no idea. I can't no, help you here. No, I mean I know. I mean Pokemon. I wasn't... think we caught them all. Uh, Pokemon. But regardless, they uh, live in a plastic. The thing, the thing with the the thing with the high Q score and all these kinds of things wasn't made of a movie, and, and like they couldn't make that happen. So it's just it's hard. It's and I, I if I made a video game. It, and it was serious, I'd actually think it would be better for a movie. Like, I think Uncharted would be a difficult movie to make. And I think The Last of Us is a fucking terrible idea for a movie because... I mean... Because the... the unless they do a completely different story in that universe. They've because, already said they're not. Be, because it's cinematic already. It is a movie. And here's the big problem with all this is the thing that I I, li- I would like to imagine that as video games continue to mature, we mature with it, the industry gets bigger and bigger. We move away from this belief that we need to have a movie. 
You know what I mean? You don't need to have a movie. The, the games are these experiences and these touching things that you'll never be able to recapture. You know what I mean? Last of Us, when they make that movie, is going to touch people, but it won't touch people as much as the 12, 16-hour experience of playing through and feeling that man. Yeah. See, I don't think it's I don't think it's an either or, right? I think I think the movie helps keep the property alive, right? And it keeps it it, it gives you a new experience and hopefully Neil's smart enough and he is I know he's smart enough to give people just different enough an experience to make it meaningful. Yeah. Like the um, Sonic the Hedgehog movie I want where it's about a high school kid that gets special shoes that make him run fast. I don't fuck want off. That. Is his That's name what they would do. Billy Sonic. What? He works at Sonic. Oh, he works at Sonic. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, Are we writing names. this right now too? We're yeah, optioning a lot of scripts, yeah. I'll tell you right now, the, the the one the one you know bright shining star out there for me is the animated film, right? It's it's getting so much, it's getting easier. Well, it's not getting easier. They're exploiting people way more to make these animated movies <laughs> faster and faster, um, and they're really doing some cool work. I just watched Wreck It Ralph. It wasn't my favorite, but it was a cool movie, and it does. You could take any of these properties, um, like Magical Zoo, any of these, and make them into CG movies. If you Interesting because they're doing that with Ratchet and Clank. Don't forget TJ oh. Fixman writing it. Oh, right. oh okay. yeah. I'm Which actually could be really cool, that. right? It could be, yeah. And so but Smash again, Brothers, that's, I don't, literally, you have for to For me personally, anyway. that's not a one-to-one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like that. I don't think... You can say Ratchet comes out super successful. It's a true life movie or whatever. That's great. But Uncharted doesn't play the same way when you put live action people in there and try See, to think, make them be that. I think Uncharted could be a stellar movie series. So I think you get the right, the right two people. You sign up for a three-movie deal. But It's Bradley Cooper and someone amazingly good-looking. Blake Lively. No, you wouldn't put, do a Blake Lively for that. You just said good-looking. You didn't say you didn't want more. For, that's like, you didn't give me things. You can still put you can put Emily Rose in there. There you go. Emily Rose is good-looking. Elena Fisher herself. She's really good-looking. Um, yeah, I think you can make it phenomenal. I think you can make Indiana Jones for the next generation with Uncharted. But, oh, everybody always says that shit. That day, that day and age is over, Nick. You think so? Yes, it's so hard to make a franchise like that that works for. I mean, like, there's too I mean, many we movies had a, now. We there's had too a, many movies and cartoons and we, comic books and video games. We now. had it with Sahara. <laughs> the, I don't know why we dropped the ball. On do, that have one. you seen the, the the oh this is Have you seen this theory online that Sahara is actually, and I shit you not, a prequel to True Detective? No, that there's all these references. To, no, I made that up. But oh, that'd be amazing. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like, I gotta read that thread. I gotta see how they weave those. Two we can together. start that right now. Start after, it right we'll, now. We're gonna start finish the right show. Now. We'll finish the show and we'll get going. Okay. On that one. No, tell the guy. Tell them to start it. The guys. Fine. Everybody, start it in the comments below. We need you to start the Sahara tying into True Detective fanfic. You're right. That's all we need. Perfect. It's pretty Thank easy. You. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the game over, Greggy Show. Every week, four friends get together around this here table with a random topic and talk it out for your amusement. If you like that, make sure you pick up the MP3. We post it every Friday, the full show, for $1. It's everything you saw right here. And then, if you don't want to pay, I totally understand. The next week, day by day, we roll out it topic by topic. It'll be all, each one of us. Our own little segment up on that youtube.com slash game over Greggy. Friday, the full show goes up for your amusement. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Go buy an Oreo Oration t shirt here. Oreo Gasm that is not stained with Portillo's beef juice. Didn't do a damn thing. Nope. These shout pads thing. did not. What I'm thinking is I spread it too thin. You did. You Usually got, it's you like you have like one dollar. You, you got like do- one dollop of, you know, mayonnaise on it. You lick it off and then the shout pad would be helpful. <laughs> But for, like, the, the chip damage all over me, there's not much. Hopefully, it was enough to spot treat it. Then when I wash it, it washes out. But if it doesn't, I can just go don't to lines.com slash Game Over Greggy. What do you mean? Don't dry my shirt? No, if you have a stain and it doesn't come out, don't dry it. Just keep... But know. I just send my laundry out. 
whatever it comes back as. What are you saying about as. you, Mr. Moneybags? Here, you get fancy pants. Yeah, he does. He sends out his laundry. Up. Then the woman comes to our house and drops it off at like five in the morning. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Like, what are you even doing off? up? Literally at seven fifty. <laughs> But why are you up that early? Go to bed. <laughs> to get my to get my to get my laundry. That's I'm not why saying I'm you. I'm like why? Because oh, for she her has, to get here at this living. point, she has to earn a She living. must have been up since four thirty in the morning. Good for Go her. Go to fucking bed. Drop the laundry off at seven at night. I don't want to hear the the bell ringing. <clears throat> so fucking monopoly man over here can get his uh his his Oi, laundry. I used to get my grocery. I used to get my groceries delivered too. That's like that. That was the monopoly guy and yeah. Yoda. Oh. I don't know why. I don't know why I did the monopoly guy and Yoda. Both they're both short. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Thank you guys for your time. And the waters are receding. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Spot on.